Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core number 61. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Ignacio Rojas. Hey. And Melissa Wilkinson. I'm here. Guys, we're all here. We all made it. Woo! We all made it. We did. All, all, all three of these multiverses have aligned in a way that we can be here on this podcast. And I am excited because we yep. mm -hmm. are about to discuss Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> we waited so long. Right. This has been what so I've long. been looking forward to the entire year. Well, first James Bond and all the other Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is something we've been speculating about for like two years or more. Yeah. Basically it, since Spider-Verse came out. Yeah, it's what well that it, it's been two years since the last Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's wild because thinking about uh other Marvel superhero movies like Thor came out before that, we see I haven't gotten anything, Guardians of the Galaxy, <gasps> stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sp Spider-Man, as you guys might know, holds a special place in my heart. He's my favorite character. So yes, this is mm. what I've been looking forward to all year. Uh I'm super excited to dive in to all of that stuff. Uh, so here's what we're going to do, uh, as we typically do on our spoiler casts. We'll have our general kind of spoiler free thoughts at the start here. Uh, then we'll give our spoiler warning uh, and then we will start diving into the film uh, and some of the broad plot strokes uh, as we kind of talk about the film that way. So let's start with Ignacio. Ignacio, what did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? Spoiler free. Spoiler free. So I, I got to watch the movie on Wednesday, which I know it's earlier than you guys could have done. Mm. I, I don't know why it came out earlier here. We uh, did Wednesday. I did Thursday. Melissa did Friday. Yeah. Yes. And si uh, since I came out, uh, out of the movie, I really wanted to talk to you guys because I have three words to describe this movie. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit is this movie great. It is exactly what I wanted, even more than what I wanted. Um uh, it uh made expectations, it demolished expectations, it went so far beyond what I would have expected the movie mm -hmm. to do. Uh Cal, you mentioned how Spider-Man holds a place in your heart. It has also for me because I grew up with the Tobey Maguire movies, I had the VHS mm -hmm. for the first one. I grew up with the 90s cartoon. I, yeah, it also holds a special place in my heart. All these movies and uh, for them to have taken what came before and brought it back and worked with that and uh, sometimes even improved in so many ways where what came before, uh, it's incredible what they did with this movie. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I, I remember being in the theater for that first Tobey Maguire. Jesus, um, Kyle, I was four. I, I <laughs> loved it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, am going to mimic those sentiments. Like, I just, holy cow, they did it. Like, yeah, I, like we were expecting a lot from this film like i have to admit i went in with high expectations the previous t t 
two Tom Holland films had been fantastic. Um, they've been really funny. They've been action packed. They've been heartfelt. Um, and Tom Holland has just been nailing this character. Uh, yep. And then to see him in all these Avengers films and to see how far this kid has come is something really neat. But we're in a place in the in the MCU where we don't really know exactly what's next. And we're still trying yeah. to piece it all together. Mm -hmm. And we've we've often speculated that this would be a really, really important one for what's going to be going forward. So, so, yeah, we had a lot riding on this film. Um, and it's it's interesting because I think they matched and exceeded those expectations but did it in a way that we weren't expecting um there th th there was a lot of stuff in there that we did ex ex expect uh but it the, where this film leaves off is in a place that i like i'm now just like but wait a minute now i have a bunch of, of questions because i thought yes. these were going to be answered now and there maybe are maybe not I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, this film goes a mile a minute. Um, it just from the get go, it's nonstop. And I, I, I think they expertly packed all of it in there. Right. Because we've seen two previous Spider-Man franchises and on movies that felt bloated and packed with just stuff. Mm. Right. Um, so I, I was also nervous. Going into the like knowing all of the expectations and stuff that we had on on this and they they made it work and it's kind of wild um, like I, I cried multiple times while yeah. I was crying. I was also la la laughing because they do something funny a minute la later yeah. and I'm just like, I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is action packed. It's funny. It's emotional. It's all of it wrapped in, in one. It's a giant burrito of Spider-Man. <laughs> Melissa, it is indeed. Spider-Man's also a character that means a lot to me. First movie came out in 2001 or 2002. And my nephew was born in 99. And so these movies came out in a period of time where I was like, I'm a proud young aunt. I'm like the only <laughs> kid in my class who is an aunt already. Being an aunt was a big part of my identity at that age. It still is. Uh, and Peter Parker being perhaps the world's most famous nephew. He's got a great aunt. I've always admired Aunt May. Like these are amazing as movies, as superhero stories. Even before superhero was a genre I was really into. I always liked those Sam Raimi movies. But I just feel mm -hmm. protective of this particular character. I think of that Sally Field and the amazing Spider-Man 2 where she's telling Peter, you are my boy. That's how yep. I feel about him. And I was so excited for this movie and all of the possibilities it would hold. And I went to see it on Friday night. It was the biggest, most energetic theater I'd been in since Endgame, I think. Yeah. My friend and I walked in and it was packed and we're like, we're happy it's packed. This is the audience we should be seeing this movie with. And there were four separate huge cheering moments amidst a bunch of other like laughing and clapping and gasping. But to have that yep. communal experience where certain things happened and all of us are on exactly the same emotional wavelength 
is such a special feeling. I'm so grateful for it. This movie really impressed me at how efficiently it carried out everything I was expecting it to do and all this stuff I was not expecting that it would do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, To the ending comparison, I have to 100% agree with it. I think this is in a way Endgame, but for Spider-Man. And uh, yes, like I said, I watched it on Wednesday, which was uh, not technically the release date, but the preview release date. But even then, they would treated it like a release date because the day was filled uh, with uh, screenings. And so I got to be there with people that really wanted to be there. Yep. And I got the same emotion again that I got with uh with Endgame where I'm I'm a person that doesn't like people talking on movie theaters, discussing movie theaters or really making noise during a movie theater, but I think Endgame or Spider-Man in this case were uh, exceptions to that because I loved it when people cheered and they cheered so much to certain moments because those were cheerable moments. And I really love the, the, I don't know, the feeling that everyone had there uh, towards uh, the, what we were seeing, which the energy that, that yeah. I feel felt there with people that wanted to be there and were experiencing something that was truly incredible. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, it, it, it was a blast to, to be in the theater. Uh, it was a p- packed house for me. There was not a seat that was left open, um, which had for yeah, uh, safety stuff was just like, oh, yeah. I hate this. But also, like, I want to be here so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, we, we had to suffer through all of the, that stuff. But I yeah, I think just the excitement in the room was contagious. Uh, so it was so fun uh, to, to go see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but a quick uh, kind of plot synopsis for people out there who may or may not know. Uh, Spider-Man has been outed as Peter Parker. The whole world now knows who he is um, and he needs a way to fix that. So he ends up going to Dr. Strange to cast a spell to make people forget uh, to which he's like, well, wait, what about MJ? Can 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 she still remember? Mm-hmm. What about Ned? Can can he still? What about Aunt May? What about Happy? What about that? What about? And he's just like, how about if, if, if everyone who knew Spider-Man before still knows and the spell just kind of under all of that pressure and corrections and stuff like that, it breaks and things go wrong and it seems like uh different beings from different multiverses start coming in uh and causing pr- problems for peter and so he now has to fix that and and deal with the consequences of this spell that went wrong here so that's what's happening in spider-man no way home i highly recommend it it was a blast mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i know a lot of places have been giving this like nines and tens and and stuff like that and i i would agree i think this is i say might it, be say my, it. my new favorite mcu yeah. right. i like i like it this is 
like you said, there's kind of a comparison to end game mm. with this. Like, there's so much fans service in this, but in a way that we all wanted and didn't know we wanted. And it's just, it's exciting. It's so good. It's fun. So, yeah, I recommend you all go check it out. Uh, I also have a, a few stats here uh, oh. for you guys. So we are recording this on Sunday afternoon. So technically it's still opening weekend. Uh, but according to Box Office Mojo, uh, right now domestically it has uh, made $253 million. Internationally it has made $334.2 million, which means worldwide it has made $587.2 million so far. And I think that's only going to keep going up because I know I am going to go see this multiple times. I already have my tickets for Tuesday to see in, in IMAX. Nice. Oh, that, that's uh, going to be, be awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. And guys, the world is healing. We... <laughs> All <laughs> pandemic since the movie theaters came back, we haven't seen numbers like this. But uh, yeah. I think this is a sign that the world is healing. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> ah. it, I, I, I think it's more so a, a sign that we all really like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, uh, he's got Spider the power to heal us. This movie yeah. definitely proves that. I don't think there's they any problem. Little Spider-Man can't can solve. <laughs> I'm not gonna send him away. <laughs> exactly. 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 Good stuff. Um, final spoiler furry thoughts before we get into spoilers and stuff. Do you guys have more <sighs> things to, to add there to say? Uh, this movie's great. This yeah, I just want to get into it, Kyle. And, yeah. Let's get Why into it. Why spin our then. wheels? Let's go. All right. Well, real fast, let's take a break for housekeeping uh, and then we will get into spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Uh, big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. We appreciate you. We hope Thanks, you're Sam. Thank you, Sam. having a happy holiday season. Mm -hmm. uh, cool things that we've been doing here at the Whatnots. Uh, it is the end of the year. We are wrapping things up. We are about to record our sixth year anniversary. The Whatnots have been around for six years. That's kind of wild. Um, 
so yeah, we are it's Sunday afternoon now. We're recording that Monday night uh, to, tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that uh, on the review show. We've done some holiday movies that you mm-hmm. guys can go check check out. Uh, we also did a, a like end of the year wrap up where we gave out awards, yeah. our favorite thing we covered this year, who we'd most likely want to go on a date with, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so you guys should go check that out as well. Uh, here on the Reactor Core, we've also been doing our reactions to Disney Plus's Hawkeye show, uh, which oddly enough is taking place at the same time that this movie yeah. is taking place. Um, yep. So go check out that show. Go check out our reactions. The finale is this Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be traveling, so we might not get to record our reactions to the finale till Thursday, but we will mm. have our reactions up on that as soon as we can. Uh, the Captain's Log, we wrapped uh, the year up uh, for that as well. We looked at our favorite pieces of media that we yeah. watched in 2021. Could be old, could be new. Uh, just the favorite things that we watched and read this year. Uh, and it was good. It was fun. So be on the lookout for all of that. We also did our 100th episode of Crossplay recently, yep. our video game podcast. And then uh, this weekend, Ignacio and I did our 101st. We've broken oh. 100 now. Yeah. Uh, yep. So if you guys want to hear some of our thoughts on the game awards uh, and some of the end of the year video game news, that is up on Crossplay. Uh, so go check all that stuff out. And that means housekeeping is done. You d- did it. We are now about to get into spoilers. Here we are. How <sighs> is the MCU real? How is it a thing? How, <laughs> how are the, did these things so cool. happen? The it MCU is so cool. It's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah. so loving and fair to everything that it brings in. I want to say, like, the fact that we got eight characters from other continuities brought into this thing so gracefully, I'm very impressed. There's so much going on. I'm sitting there watching the end credits scroll by, and I'm like, oh, yeah, remember the beginning of the movie when Daredevil was here for five minutes? <laughs> That's insane. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so we, let's let's start at the beginning here, right? Uh, so th- this movie picks up right where uh, S- Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. left off. J. Jonah Jameson is back. He is now outed Spider-Man, right? No, even that, J.K. Simmons came back. Oh, my God. And that was the first... Thing. Nine, nine. And then they kept going. The they kept going. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has now outed Spider-Man thanks to the footage that Mysterio uh, put out into the world. There, we all know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, uh, and he's now dealing with the fallout of 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 that. He's like in the middle of a big crowd being like hey wait like you're you're spider-man you're the the girl that was just with him you know him who are you like what's happening um and so yeah they go back home as fast as they can yeah Uh, i mean we have to talk about the whole uh sequence of course uh uh one of my favorite parts well first of all 
I loved so much during the first half of the movie. It was so consistent and everything. I think for the most part, every every so often they had jokes and they all to me hit. And one example of that is when uh, Peter and MJ start swinging, and uh, for the first thing that happens is MJ is so is so uh, worried about everything that's happened that she is covering his face, and I love that they brought attention to that. But uh, the other thing that I love from this scene that I want to bring up is when uh, they oh Peter lands in, on top of the bridge and he starts talking to Ned and they go, dude, 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 <laughs> and then he comes to MJ, dude, and she's just sitting like, there. I, like I'm on I top love that they, bridge, help me. <laughs> yeah, I love that they brought attention to that that she would be freaking out being there. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And, and then the whole sequence of uh, them trying to escape and uh, Flash finding out that Peter is Spider-Man and <laughs> freaking out. No! No! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's know, phenomenal. It's all great. This whole Indeed. sequence is great. Indeed, yeah. So they make it back home. They're having to deal with the fallout of of this at the same time we we learned that uh aunt may and happy have kind of <laughs> broken up yeah uh, which which kind of sucks like i was kind of rooting for them um well and she's how... like really chill about it she's like yeah, yeah it, it was yeah. a fun fling i had a great time with you i just don't feel like this is really gonna go anywhere and he's like what do you need me to do? So yeah. I, I love like this work. I love her reaction because she, yeah, like you said, she's so chill. Like, yeah, it was a mm-hmm. fling. It was, we, we were having fun and we could have fun at some other point too. And then happy taking it so seriously. <laughs> we are breaking up with me and stuff like that. And then <laughs> the, they cut to them, uh, Peter and MJ in the, in the room. And, uh, MJ uh, Aunt May's reaction of just use protection yeah. so much. I loved her. <laughs> kids be I loved her portrayal in the movie as uh, <sighs> she she is her the her, her she is Peter's guardian, but yeah, she is still a, a cool aunt. Mm, cool she's aunt she's indeed. such a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of chaotic in this opening bit here as they are. Uh, trying to figure out what to do next uh we we see them uh like skyping on their phone or video chat chatting uh once it's it's night and things have kind of calmed down um but yeah thing they still just don't know what to do and again to add one more thing on top of that they're sending in all of their college submission stuff uh and they're they're trying to see where they're all gonna go off to college and uh eventually we get we we learn that they've applied to all of the same schools (laughs) peter mj and ned have applied to a lot of the same school schools uh and it's down to one they've gotten like no's from them all and it's down to one mit and they all get no's uh which sucks um Mm -hmm. And and uh, that no. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say I'll say one more thing here uh, and, and then we can dive in. And that leads Peter uh, to go track down uh, someone who works at at MIT mm. to be like, hey, I, look, I 
things are crazy with me, Peter P Parker, but at least give my f f friends a chance. Like they 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 don't d d d d deserve this uh, and 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 stuff like that. So. Yeah, because they were, were being to... they were being yeah. I just want to clarify that they were being rejected out of controversy of being a t yeah. being Peter Parker or being attached to Peter Parker. Possible Due to recent criminal. controversies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. like your test scores are too low. Like they're all yeah. smart enough to get into MIT. It's just Mysterio had to go and screw that up for him. Yeah. Yep. Like how Which... you're hearing so many good scenes here. I'm just uh, doing the broad strokes so that yeah. once I get like, all right, here's the opening, then we can dive in and, and talk uh, about specific scenes you may have liked or stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, what did you think of how it all started then? Well, uh, like I said, the first half of the movie, I was laughing constantly. And I think that's in part because of the pace that the whole first part had where it felt like nonstop. But nonstop in a good way, where once they they figure out uh, or they tell Happy and May that yeah the world has found out, then the next thing is damage control coming up to them and uh, arresting mm -hmm. them, and uh, you have the scene of uh, Peter getting uh, being held up in a cell, and I love the the short line of he he is in the cell and then May and MJ and uh, and Ned, they walk past by the cell, and both MJ and Aunt May both say, "Hey, don't say anything without a lawyer." I thought yeah. that that was a very fun scene, and then uh, the inter the whole interrogation part of MJ knowing that, "Hey, I don't don't want to speak with you without a lawyer," and then them tricking Ned into confessing that he's Spider-Man's accomplice. I love so much, and. Then, of this is how we this is how we get to Daredevil. Yeah. We're like if, yeah. if this is gonna keep happening like us, we need legal counsel. Yeah. I know. I, I can't believe he was there so early and just so casually. It's not a reveal shot. He's just there at the dining room table talking to him. And then somebody's like throwing a brick through the window to threaten Peter <laughs> and he catches it in his hand. And Peter's like, How did you do that? And he says, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. great. Because, yeah, he doesn't... Well, first of all, if you don't know, Daredevil is blind. But he doesn't even, like, move his head or flinch. He just, like, nah. moves his hand up to cash it. And Peter, at the same time, has his hand up. Yeah, like, he beat or two Peter away. to like, it. He, yeah, which is just, like... Oh shit! Like, uh, uh, Peter's like, huh? Okay, something different about you here. Uh, which he does not know that he's Daredevil. Uh, but hopefully yeah. we'll learn soon a little bit more about uh Daredevil being in the MCU. Uh, because we have to clarify that this is not one of the people that were brought in because of the spell. The spell hasn't happened no. yet. He's so, already here. Yes, he's already here. Yeah, and um, go. Going back to the man, I can't believe the MCU is real. They brought back Charlie Cox as Daredevil from the Netflix series. That wasn't part of the MCU. Wasn't part of the MCU. Generally, you could say that it wasn't, but they brought him back. And uh, I guess I have a bit of spoilers for Hawkeye. 
but they mm-hmm. also brought back Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin, also from the Daredevil show. And it's one of those moves that you go, it makes so much sense that I cannot believe that it, it did happen. Because it, I love their, both their, their portrayals as their characters in the show. And yeah. yeah, why would you cast anyone else? Because they already did a great job personifying the characters. And also, another move of, I can't believe the MCU is real. In the comics, you, of course, Peter would call, call Matt Murdock. You have that, uh, I remember in the 90s cartoon, there is a similar situation where Peter has to get a lawyer and he gets Matt Murdock without knowing that yeah. he's their devil. And now we have that on the movies where who would Peter call? Of course he would call Matt Murdock their devil, mm-hmm. of course. And it is so crazy. And it sucks that uh, it got leaked before, uh, before the release. Oh, I didn't know there, that. Yeah, they leaked uh, a couple of screens from the movie. One was that scene of Daredevil and uh, all the others sitting in the table. And I think another one was the three Spider-Man. But even mm-hmm. having seen that, when I saw the cane, just the cane because the cane is the first thing that they, that they showed, I gasped when that yeah. happened. So cool. You, you just, you know, instantly. You're just like, yeah, they did it. <laughs> I know exactly who this is. <laughs> I also want to take a moment to recognize the moment, the part where he, he goes back to school. It's like his first day back at school since this J. Jonah Jameson reveal. Since everything's completely blown up and the school is being flooded by reporters, and people yelling and holding signs, and some people are against him and some people are for him. And he gets into the building and we get to see his teachers again. I'm happy they got to be included. There they are. And, and they've got Mr. Harrington set up a big display of, you know, Midtown High where we <laughs> raise a hero. And it's nice to know, even if we don't see him again for the rest of the movie, amid all this turmoil, Mr. Harrington's always going to be in Peter's corner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other teacher <laughs> being the uh human being uh, to the side of uh no Peter killed uh right. Mysterio, yeah, Coach you know? Wilson's Coach oh, Wilson no, being I that. Mysterio. It's like Mysterio. Yeah, was tre- right. I don't know. Mysterio <laughs> Why was right. are we doing this? <laughs> and then treating him like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how they treated the the whole Spider Man killing Mysterio where it, it wasn't the whole world against him, it was one half were against him, one one half were uh, for him. I love that yeah. whole setup. Yeah, I mean, like he he is your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Like that's what he mm-hmm. set himself up as. And so I think for a lot of people, yeah, it's just this idea of like that doesn't like he doesn't sound like a like a murderer. Like we know him as someone else, which. I know happens a lot in like crime stories like, oh, but he was so nice. Like, I don't know how he was just a sweet boy. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, like they they know him as the like the guy that like helped the old lady like get her groceries out and cross the the street. Right. Or like Mm. save a a cat or find someone's bike or the guy who's like when you see him, you're like, hey, Spider-Man, do a backflip. And he'd be like, hey, backflip. Like he's just he's one of them. And so they have a spider guy from YouTube. Yeah. yeah, Spider Mm -hmm. guy from from YouTube. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, and Peter, he, after like they get the MIT rejection letters, he goes to Doctor Strange first and everything blows up with the spell. And then Doctor Strange is like, he finds out that Peter didn't even try to call MIT and like personally <laughs> plead his case. He's like, you went to me, a wizard, before you tried just calling the admissions office. Yeah. Okay, I have to defend him on that one. I have to defend <laughs> Peter on, on that. I think I would have done the same thing. Like, if I, if I had gotten you would have rejected called your from local school, wizard. if I had gotten rejected from a school that I really wanted to get into, like, that bad. Like, I, as an 18-year-old, I wouldn't have known what to do. Like, I'm still yeah, I mean, kind of a, a kid. Like, I wouldn't mm. have thought to, like push them back and be like hey no you're making a mistake and sometimes that's what they want you to do right is yeah. is is just is fight for that one thing i i wouldn't have thought of that in a million years but yeah if i lived in a world where there's a wizard down the street <laughs> I, I, I would have been like hey can we like magic this away can we fix yeah. this i've uh, seen so, magic yeah. Yeah, it is very believable for Peter to do and also very believable for Doctor Strange, a man who did exhaust every possible option to fix his hands. And that led him to even being Doctor Strange, the wizard, not just Doctor Strange, the doctor. <laughs> like he's yeah. been there. He's been the guy who went through every contingency plan. And he's like, Peter, you skipped over plans like B, C and D. I'm like plan a R. How'd you get down <laughs> to me before skipping yeah. everything else? Yeah, and, and yeah. Strange does have that uh, that one line where he says, "Sometimes I forget you are you are still a kid," mm. which is true. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, they don't get into MIT. So he goes to Doctor Strange um, to to come up with this spell to make the whole world forget uh, that he is Spider-Man. Something similar happens in the comics as a result of Civil War. Uh, in mm. the comics in Civil mm. War, uh, Tony Stark has Peter Parker join his side uh, and reveal to the world that Sp Spider-Man is in fact Peter Parker. And then after that whole debacle, he's like, Actually, that probably wasn't a smart move that I revealed my identity. Hey, Doctor Strange, can you uh, like help me out here and make sure that no one remembers that I'm Spider-Man and it doesn't work? And then he has to go make a deal with Mephisto and then all, all this stuff. Um, yeah. So that's kind of loosely what this movie is based off of. Um, mm -hmm. All of that, that, that yeah. stuff that's happening there. But um, also worth noting is that Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. We learned that Wong survived the blip. I believe it was like scripted. It was written down in the script that he did get snapped, but it was never put on film. So it, when writing this film, they decided Wong survived. And since Doctor Strange was gone, he was named the Sorcerer Supreme. And that title is still with him, even now that Doctor Strange is back. So Wong's like popping in and he's like, I got supreme business. Doctor Strange don't do anything weird. And Doctor Strange is like, I definitely will. Bye, Wong. So yeah, Wong, Wong's up to stuff. He's, he's yeah. rising up the ranks. I'm excited uh, to see yeah. Wong at that level. Yeah. I guess he, he also has a, a lot of uh, time being spent fighting the abomination, fighting mm -hmm. fights. Also. It's amazing that even when he is Sorcerer Supreme, he still finds time yeah, for his old so buddy weird. Abomination. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that they 
Strange points out that, yeah, he's so, so supreme on a technicality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, also I want to point out how uh, this scene plays out different as to what the trailers would have led, led you to believe, where mm-hmm. in the trailers, it's, it comes off more as Strange doesn't care about the consequences. Strange even yeah. Wong tells him, hey, don't do this. This is too dangerous. And he just doesn't care about it. Whereas in the movie, uh, it's not that. It is more of strange. Nothing doesn't think that anything bad could happen because of it, because it's something that they've done in the past for, like he says, yeah. uh, for lesser things. And Wong is just like, just let me, leave me out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. I, I like there was that fake out. And, and stuff because it, it's 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 interesting to see those tiny bits of lore those technicalities right of of like well he was gone for five years so the title moved on to someone else and they're still here so they still have the t- title like those those small bits that mm. to be honest didn't need to be in this movie uh but we get them are still so fascinating of, of just yeah. like how yeah. they're building out the MCU, what this could mean for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Will Doctor Strange get the title of Sorcerer Supreme again at some point? We don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just it's just neat to see all, all like how they're building out this world now. Yeah. And if that sets precedent for anything else, like if there's another title somebody held and then they blip and they come back did somebody else have it in the interim you know with with t'challa and shuri gone has there been some distant cousin of the wakandan royal families who's had to act as you know the the reigning monarch for a time while they've been blipped i I, I feel like it's an interesting opening to like what similar situations could be in other mcu narratives absolutely go Going back again as to about how the MCU is a thing, Endgame has consequences. Something big happened, and it is still being felt in the movies, in the TV shows out to this day, even with something that's so subtle as Wong now being the Sister Supreme. But it's something that is still being talked about. It is still being brought up because it is something that would have a lot of consequences. And I love that the MCU isn't shying away from that. It isn't something like Okay, the the movie happened. Okay, let's move on. No, it isn't that they're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so they start the spell, and that's when Peter screws it up. Things mm-hmm. things go wrong. It blows up in their face. Uh, and yeah, the Doctor Str- Doctor Strange then gets Strick and is like, "You're you're you're the one that screwed this up. Like, you need to." fix this so peter starts to go out this is where he tracks down the person from Mm. mit to plead uh his or plead his friend's case yeah and catches up with her on a bridge yeah how does he find out how does he find out how to track (laughs) Uh, this person Flash Thompson, who is uh, tr- has always tried to be Spider-Man's best friend, uh, yeah. cannot believe that Spider-Man is in fact Peter Parker. Uh, and Flash was going to some mixer uh, yeah. to to do yeah, all of because he all of got that into stuff. MIT. 
Which did, I thought yes. when he first said it, I thought it was a lie because we see him trying to hang out with them, thinking, oh, we are all going to MIT. And he says, mm. when he figures out that mm. it didn't happen, I thought that it, it was a lie. It just seemed cool, but it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, but it I very love, well could, could have been. We don't yeah, know where he'll go to school. So. But I love how in, <laughs> he start, I, I, they start... I, I was just... <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was going to say how uh, when Peter calls him and wants the information, they start to bargain. And like, I'm going to swing you uh, uh, <laughs> swing you to school for two weeks, four weeks, two weeks. You know what I want. Okay, I'll tell everyone <laughs> that you're my friend. <laughs> It's a, it's I, a great this scene. Is, this is such a well-balanced movie, but I would have liked five more minutes with Flash Thompson really yeah. coming to terms with the fact that he's been teasing Spider-Man as his classmate for years. <laughs> we don't get a lot of his interior, like what that mean, what that reveal means to him besides being yeah. like, oh, I actually do know Spider-Man. It's not like, oh, I've known Spider-Man. Yeah. And I was kind of a jerk to him in class several times. What, what does that mean? How do I behave now? Yeah. I love I, that he doesn't really change because uh, <laughs> we saw him before when they are getting to school and he says, hey, I'm Spider-Man best friend and here's my book, Flashpoint. But he wrote an actual book. Like he has a published book now. As a yeah. high schooler, like that's kind of well, wild. That's kind of yeah. cool. Um, I I I hope we see Flash again in the future. He's a character I've always enjoyed, I, and the I fact have a that he's we like will. right, right through a variety of means, especially the fact that he's supposedly the scion of this very well-to-do family with these parents that ignore him because they're too busy with what, perhaps any sorts of possible science experiments or shady business dealings. Like, there's a lot of different methods you could use to bring Flash back into this and see how he interacts with other characters. Yeah. Uh, so Flash is a pretty cool character. Uh, in, in the comics, uh, instead of going to college, he ends up going into the... He ends up going into the army uh and mm. so he goes and fights and uh if i'm not mistaken he loses a leg or something like that so he's in a wheelchair for a bit i think uh but he ends up becoming one of the hosts for venom uh yeah. he becomes agent venom uh so that there that could be some stuff down, down agent the road venom Mm -hmm. Oh my! I didn't know he was Agent Venom. Now Agent I want to Venom. see him be Venom, and I want to see him in Val's group. U.S. Agent yeah. Agent Venom, Yelena <laughs> Belova. Please throw him in there. That's the team I want. You, you, you might not be wrong. Uh, there's a book called The Dark Avengers, uh, where after the events of Secret Invasion, uh, yeah. in which in the comics, Norman Osborn gets the winning shot, 
uh, as a hero, he is then given the keys to shield and all of that, that, that stuff. And uh, he ends up making his own version of the Avengers using the villainous counterparts of them. So instead of Spider-Man, it's the Venom. Instead of Wolverine, it's his son, Dakin. Instead of Iron Man, it's Norman Osborn in the American son armor that we saw in Iron Man 3, I believe. Also Red Hulk. So Red Hulk, which I think was confirmed for some MCU project, I think. Interesting. Yeah, could could be yeah. in Shea Hulk or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what they'll do with him. Uh, though I, I think technically in Dark Avengers, the person that was Venom in that comic was Matt Gargan, aka Scorpion, who we saw oh, in the first yeah. Spider-Man uh, film there in that end credit scene. Um, so yeah, who knows what they'll they'll do with all of that. Um, but this is where we kind of learn that all hell has broken loose. He plead, he pleads, he pleads his case uh, with, yeah, he pleads. <laughs> um, he's pleading his case to this MIT, uh, like vice president of something, something. Uh, and that is when Doc Ock sh- shows up, uh, and yeah. starts chasing Peter. Uh, he, <sighs> gets him like he almost has him right and uh some of peter's nanobots gets on to his uh this is like tentacle arm yeah uh, things which uh i i guess fun fact in the toby Maguire films where doc ock is from norman osborne was the one that provided the technology for those tentacle coals and in those movies osborne was an expert on nanotech uh in Mm -hmm. in those things so might be why those are compatible uh to do all of that stuff but uh he doesn't recognize peter he's like you're not my peter uh, and in the midst of that, we also see Norman Osborn bombs. They are wreaking havoc. Yeah. Um, so all the of that is happening. Uh, but then also I, 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 they they get zapped back to the 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 uh, God, mm. what does he call his house on uh, the, the Sanctum, Sanctum, Sanctum Sanctorum? Sanctum. There's the so much happening in the here Sanctum that Sanctum like. Sanctorum. Things are going go, go, right. go in my head while you other things words. are going out. Yeah, uh, I have to mention that to... when Doc go Ock ahead. shows up, he's like, where's my machine? You know, the one that put the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yeah, I'm not keep making I, that callback. Uh, I loved them pulling specific lines out of the earlier movies. And like when, when Norman says, you know. I'm something of a scientist yeah. myself. It's great. like it's just enough to give you the context of like yes. they were in another movie, they were worried about something, but that's not what's happening here, right? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I love just enough I love, context. I love that they do not shy away from the fact that they yeah, they are being pulled from those movies. Yes, yeah. this is a dog hog that was at this point building back his machine, his son, 
in the middle of the city. And um, this is the same Norman Osborn that was fighting with his two personalities. And uh, I love that they are, they do not shy away from that. And uh, one good moment from the fight, which I think the fight overall was great mm-hmm. between these two, was uh, Doc Ock telling Peter about uh, him going to get, uh, him going to get uh, his girlfriend. Which, of course, he is talking about Mary Jane from the Tobey Maguire universe, but Peter thinks that he's talking about MJ, Michelle Jones, from his universe, and that that motivates him to fight back. Yeah. Yeah. We also learn that her her full name is Michelle Jones Watson in this movie, which we haven't known before. Mm. She does not like it. She does not go by it, so... Curious. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to learn a bit more about her family history and maybe she doesn't why she doesn't like going by her, her full given name. But yeah. who knows? not here. Maybe next time we see her, if the MCU finds room for MJ's family history. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we see Doc Ock, we see uh, Green Goblin. They get zapped back to the Sanctum Sanctorum, where we find out that Lizard from the Andrew Garfield movies uh, has already been captured. Good old Dr. Kirk Connors there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Strange is like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> this is even worse than we thought. Uh, you need to go out there and find all of these people that have come in and uh, technically know who you are because you messed up this spell. Which, yeah. by the same logic that these villains are there, there should be other people like floating around yeah. there in the universe. Carson, MJ should be out there. Harry Osborn, both of the Harry Osborn. Venom could have been there. The Venom from from the Tobey Maguire movies. I like to think that the two Harry Osborns found each other and have just been out partying somewhere. Like that took up all of their attention was just other Harry Osborn. Right. They didn't want to ask any other questions. They don't care about Peter. There's like other Harry. Yeah, also there's the the uh the plot hole with uh Electron being there seeing as at no point he he knows that Peter is Spider Man. Yep. Which also yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so like th- we then get to see uh Ned and MJ brought into the situation. They get to meet Doctor Strange. Uh Ned makes a reference to like, oh my my family always thought we had some magic and us. I have this like tingly sensation in my <laughs> hands. Uh and Doctor Strange t- tells them to go Scooby Doo the this shit. Um yes. to which M- MJ says, say please. <laughs> I, I i i like how she she's just like uh no rude uh yes like, <laughs> we'll do yourself to a nicely. higher standard authority figure yeah, yeah. you are the one i don't care if you're magic spell. or not yeah, yeah. i i also so. i want to say that i think it's what was amazing about this experience to me is that i there was so much speculation and i Oh, I watched all the new rock stars videos. I was curious about what the speculation journey was. And I don't remember anybody theorizing that these people are there because they knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. 
like the we thought these were all the ones that died or that yeah. something happened or that yeah we just, yeah who knows I just like that the construction of this film is so neat and so efficient in ways that nobody was expecting it. We were all imagining something way more convoluted and the movie's like, no, we had an Occam's razor answer for this. Yep. Yep. Simplest answer. They all just knew. Uh, Except Mm. for maybe Electro. Like there's, there's, we don't know how he found out, but they were just like, Jamie Foxx. Like, Maybe he just did the math on his own and then just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> no, Maybe. no, because because they they had that scene at the end of the movie when uh, oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield unmasked <laughs> himself and Electro clearly didn't know who Peter Parker was. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, so, so yeah. So they go to get the remaining people that are out there, which is Electro and Sandman. Um. And we see Sandman help uh, Spider-Man to to get Electro in in there, uh, but also ends up not trusting him when he zaps Electro away. And it's just like, whoa, what the hell, dude? Like, Mm -hmm. you you just did. Did you murder this guy? What what happened here? I Um, also love when Peter like accidentally shoots the web and it misses. It goes through (laughs) Electro and it hits the tree. And the tree is transported to the sanctum and Ned's like, will you ask him if this is like a magic tree? Is this like a magic tree, <laughs> like, man? Like, it's, Should we... it's just a tree, dude. Just a tree. Yeah. I do have to say I like uh, this, like the outfit that Electro has now, like this version of, of, of him, I, I thought was fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I I know they had to do some retconning to be like, he's in a little bit of a different body. His hairstyle is different. He's much more handsome and attractive uh, than he he was in the older film. I, I like also that when the electricity like surges on his body, mm-hmm. you do get to see, see that like star mask that yeah. he has there. That's so cool. Uh, that, yeah. That's a great in, in, interpretation. Of, of of that i like it a lot one um, of my favorite facets of this movie is that when you get all of these villains together in their holding cells in the sanctum basement which i also love that it's equally part magic and just a basement like this is where we do our laundry and store like holiday decorations <laughs> we get to see all these super villains interact with and comment on each other which we never yeah. really got in any of these individual movies we get to learn what did Electro think about the tale of Lizard? What were Doc Ock and Norman Osborn's feelings about each other as professional right. colleagues? Yeah. That, I, I'm so happy they took the time to figure out that also. Like, what is the relationship chart between these five extra villains we're bringing in here? And that's Indeed. one great thing that the movie did, uh, which is to add to what was there before they added so much to the lore of the previous movies where, yeah, from, from when uh, Doc Ock and, uh, and Goblin, uh, when the fall they interact, they, you get more of a connection between them than you ever got in the Raimi right. movies. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more than that in the movie. And I, I loved how it, once again, it is treating them as the characters that come from those movies and they are adding to that. And we'll see mm-hmm. that so much more 
in the rest of the movie. Indeed. Uh, so now that we have the whole gang, uh, mm. they are tr- trying to figure out what to do, and Doctor Strange is like, well, look, we just have to put them back. And by this point, Peter has realized that, hey, if we send them back, these characters are about to die. Like, these, I guess I should say people, uh, <laughs> these people are about to, to die. We can't just send them back. Like, we, we, we need to do mm. something else. Like, yes, we should send them back, but it can, can we help them some well, way? Yes. Well, uh, that comes later. Before that, we have this scene first of... Uh, when we first see Goblin, Norman yes. Osborn, when we see him in an alley and him once again mm-hmm. fighting the Goblin, his Goblin persona, and he especially in that mask. And then you have him going to feast where May is there, May calls Peter up, and they have the whole conversation of, hey, Peter is, uh, for him, he's not, this is not his problem. They are from another universe, so I'm going to just send them back. But you can see Norman struggling a lot, and May is there saying, "Hey, no, you should help them out." And uh, uh, one thing that I really like from this scene is that they subtly hint at the Norman of the MCU when Peter sees him and she tells him, "Hey, this is Norman Osborn." Peter is about to talk about uh, something that happened to the Norman of his universe, and. Goblin hints that maybe something happened to the to the uh, Harry of this universe. Yeah, I love that the subtle hints that we got to the, for that. Yeah, just the, mm. the the like foreshadowing for potential yeah. things down the road, or just yeah, mysteries to intrigue us. Of like, yeah, it because I, I mean we do have the upcoming Morbius movie which mm-hmm. is I, I will talk about a little bit later on but i i have some questions now regarding that because there were certain things i thought was gonna happen but they didn't really and so now i'm just like where does that movie exist like i, yeah, I don't know where? i'm so lost but uh i have a couple yeah, notes first that is a great scene go for it one norman breaks open his goblin mask leaves it there by the dumpster in an alley. I don't know if this magic spell extends far enough that every single object that these people brought in with them disappears, you know, when they go back to their home dimension. I love that for at least like two days, there's just a goblin mask sitting in an alley somewhere in New York City. And I'd love Mm -hmm. to find out if anybody picked that up. I kept expecting for the rest of the movie, like Flash was going to show up with guys. Look what I found. <laughs> what do you think of this? Now I can be a superhero. This is my identity. I'm Green Elf Man. I, re- I was- <laughs> thought that was going to be something that came back, the abandoned goblin mask, and it was not. But I don't know. Depending on how the magic rules work, it's either gone or it's just still sitting there in an alley for somebody to put on and wear. I just want to see somebody else in that mask. It's a fun mask. Yeah. I also, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much Norman does exist in this main MCU universe we've been in, but I was intrigued when he said, uh, there, like, there's no Oscorp, but, and someone else lives in my house. So at least that, that mansion is the same. And maybe Isn't... he did live there once and he just never created Oscorp, but I like to think that that giant oil painting of Willem Dafoe has existed here. Well, still I, I choose to believe in the be... continuity of that. 
Norman Osborn must be someone if Peter recognizes Norman. But isn't the uh, where we see his uh, I don't know his house, his mansion, his penthouse? Isn't that the same where Kate Bishop lives? Isn't it the same building? I don't know. I don't. I I, I, I haven't seen is. any kind of Easter eggs like that. Like this no. is the same house that uh, well, it, Green Goblin was in in the no because they that, that is to a, make it so i mean it is a building that exists there's yeah, a right. yeah 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 i don't know if, who knows i could have certainly it, it was the same building interesting yeah. um so yeah they they are deciding what to do and peter wants to help them out uh instead of just send them back to their universes to where they will get killed uh, yeah. And Doctor Strange does not want that. Uh, he has kind of contained this spell that has gone wrong in this yeah. box. And on this box, there's a button. All you need to do is hit this button and it sends them all back. Um, and Peter ends up stealing the box and runs away. Uh, he's like, no, we need to at least give them time to to, to figure out some, something and help them. Um, so yeah, that's that's what he ends up trying to do. He has this big kind of fight with Doctor Strange uh, in in the like mirror universe as everything is like yeah. folding in on itself and spiraling. Gorgeous! And it's, just, it's so cool to see. Yeah, um, and Sp- Spider Man ends up winning that fight. He ends up trapping Doctor Strange in this mirror universe using geometry. Uh, yep. the, like it is this 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 really really cool thing that like it's, it's Peter P- 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 Parker is a super smart kid like he knows his shit and when he like recognizes this stuff he did, doesn't need to do this like super magical like astrophysics stuff he's just like shapes like let me if I web this thing and that thing in there and it spirals it will get him when it reaches him and Dr. Strange just like doesn't think about that it's such a simple uh plan to Peter and so much like underneath where Dr. Strange is thinking that he just he gets caught um, and while he's trapped there they break all of the villains out and they go to Happy's apartment while he's not there because <laughs> uh, that's where the fabricator is so there he Peter is thinking hey I can make something to help you guys like I, mm-hmm. I can I can cure you. I can do this. I can do that. Who who knows? But they all go to Happy's house to uh, to fix it all there. Yeah, I, I really like that. This is his approach in the movie and that this is what May encourages him to do. Like the first person she encounters is Norman, not Green Goblin Norman, just sad, yeah. ill and regular man, Norman Osborn. And she's like, Peter, I think we could really do something Norman to help Norman. these people. You know, that's what she does. She she manages feasts. She's there to help people. And she encourages Peter to do the same. And I like that his approach is, if I narrow down what makes you a threat to this other Spider-Man, when we send you back, you will be in a condition where Spider-Man won't defeat you and destroy you. He will see that the path has been corrected, that you're not a threat to the citizens of New York City anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it somewhat pays off. 
<laughs> the end of the movie it's, works on some this, of them. This is great because this is exactly what Spider-Man would do. Like he he mm. does not want to kill people in the comics like that is his thing i'm just like no one dies if i'm here if i'm at the scene like i'm doing everything i possibly can to make sure no one dies uh and this kind of extends out in 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 here in this in this bit of the movie right where he's just like i i just need to help like let me help you um and so, yeah, they're starting to do some some work on all of that stuff. They end up fixing Dr. Octopus so that his arms are now under his control and they're not the ones that are controlling him. Great scene, by the way. Great stuff. Yeah. I like it's it's. It's not a heartbreaking scene, but it's a tense scene, right? Of yeah. just like what's what's gonna happen, we don't know. And then like he loses consciousness for a bit here, and it just gets more and more tense to be like, oh shit, did we actually like kill him? Like, is this what happened? Like, do I now have to live within this? Like I accidentally killed someone that I was trying to to help. Uh yeah. and no, he wakes up and he is back to normal and uh yeah feels good we're just like whew, okay let's focus I, on the yeah. rest of them he's yeah. him again it is it is good to see that uh the, the i like that the movie has this empathy for these other villains as spider-man himself would have as may has as the whole parker family has like they are these whole people, there's lots of facets to them. Uh, they became a supervillain for a reason. Maybe you can backtrack. Maybe you can course correct. Take the threat away from them and return them to just the people in need who they always were. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. But this is where things take a turn. Spider-Man's spider sense his his peter tingle uh as it's known in the mcu here uh starts to go off and it's not what we saw in infinity war or an end game where the hand the, the hair mm. on his arm stands up but he just he gets this feeling where he just stops and he he can't recognize where the danger is coming from from which means it's close like he does not know it's somewhere near here it's someone in this room here and he eventually figures it out and he webs norman osborn uh to the wall here to the the machine uh thing here and he figures out that it's not norman osborn it is in fact the green goblin uh, that has been there the whole time. Uh, and he's kind of also convinced Electro to to be like, look, dude, like you can you can have so much more power here in this. Yeah. In this, yeah, 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 universe. They have arc reactor technology. They have alien technology. Like there's so much you can do here that you couldn't uh, back in your original yeah universe. Um, so, yeah, things go south. Chaos ensues and this is where uh we we end up see seeing 
the eventual death of May Parker here. Let's ta- talk about this whole scene and this whole fight scene here. Uh, ah, great! I did fight not scene. see. I did not see this coming Ooh. at all. Like there were trailers and trailer breakdowns that made it seem like somebody will be in grave danger. I wasn't expecting it to be her. Uh, and I, I was very sad, but I was more confused than sad or, or, or maybe not confused, but like, what's the game plan here? What does this plot point turn into? What do you get narratively out of May dying more than anybody else dying? Is this going to turn into a more overt one more day sort of story? I don't, mm-hmm. that maybe if we don't get Mephisto by the end of the movie, but if he goes back to Doctor Strange, if he makes a new spell, what is this going to be? And there's not a clear answer to that by the end of the movie beyond just we've never known a Ben Parker in this movie, in this narrative, except for one off mention in a what if episode. But as it is fate, the cyclical fate that Ben Parker must always die. We've got this narrative where May is a lot of the Ben role also. It's time for her to die as well and impart that immortal wisdom. Yeah. Um, as a huge Spider-Man fan, it always pains me to say that in the comics, I think it's time for May to go. <laughs> It's just ridiculous that she is still there, still alive and spunky and can do all of this stuff. It's just like, you are like 200 years old. How is this happening? <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, but this Aunt May, I think, takes a lot from the ultimate comics. It's a younger version mm. of Aunt May. And she is the she is the the cool aunt in in those comics. Um, and yeah it's just like it it still it still sucks right to see her her Mm -hmm. go because we like her so much yes Um, and she she is just a a huge part of peter's life uh that when like when like it, it, it like it hit me immediately when when peter gets this like sense that something is wrong his first thing is may like, mm-hmm. uh, like he, 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 the first thing is I need to protect her. And at that, I was like, oh, yep, nope, she's, she's, Ugh. she's not, she's not g- g- gonna make it here. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, God, it like this, this whole fight scene was incredible. We have J. Jonah Jameson showing up with his oh, yeah. new stuff and being like, we know something is happening here. We've seen them all go in there. Happy is on his way. He's like, hey, I saw a bunch of hoodlums like walking in my house. What are you up to up to here? Um, and yeah, things are things are going wrong. But man, shout out to Willem Dafoe yeah. in this entire uh-huh. movie. Incredible performance by Willem Dafoe. Yes. He yeah. steals this entire movie. Uh, but since the movie has come out, it's also come out that he like insisted that he did most of these stunts. Oh here. yeah, and um, there is a lot. the The whole well, the whole movie has. Some great fight scenes, but this scene in particular has some insane fight choreography of them yeah. pushing each other, uh, grabbing he's, he's and like then 66. dropping them. 
And then that scene where uh, Spider-Man has him pinned down and he just keeps punching and punching and punching and then <laughs> Will and the Foot just <laughs> smiling. Uh, hey, Mission Impossible? Uh, yeah, hey, uh, Will and Defoe wanted me to let you know that uh, we, we might have a good bad guy for the next, uh, yeah. oh my the, God. The next Mission Impossible. Just, God, they're, like, they're both it, yes. like, in their 60s, right? Like, yeah. God. But it is insane, the fight choreography in this scene. Them just grabbing him, grabbing him and then pulling Slamming him through. him through multiple through, walls. Yeah, oh multiple gosh. walls, multiple... Uh, Demolishing the entire so, building where Happy yeah. lives. Yeah. It is wild. Yeah. Sorry I, to Happy's great. neighbors. It's just... Well, Happy has bigger problems right now. Happy has bigger problems right now. Yeah, he does. Then his neighbors yelling at him. At this time, we do need to switch over and check in with what MJ and Ned have been doing. Because after they were helping out in the Sanctum, and then Peter's like... Can I just say one last thing? As much as it saddens me to watch May die, didn't hit me yet. It didn't hit me yet. Like, that was not the thing that, like, got my tears going. There's a scene coming up that we'll get to at a sec. That was the one that made me cry. Uh, But but yes, Uh, continue. I was I was crying for like a solid hour for out of the joy and sadness and just awe. (laughs) This is is the truest emotional roller coaster of a film I've ever seen. This is the textbook definition of it. So uh, May, uh, MJ and Ned, they were helping out in the Sanctum. Peter's like, I'm going to go try and see if I can help these villains before I send them back and I can course correct their paths and their universes they came from. But I will call you if things go wrong and I need you to hit the button on that magic box that zaps them back home. So MJ and Ned are like hiding out at like his mom's house. And Ned has gotten Doctor Strange's sling ring. <laughs> and he's like trying to figure out if he can work with it. Cause like they haven't heard from Peter. They're scared. They don't know what to do. And he's slinging the ring around trying to make a portal like he saw Doctor Strange do. And he's like, I wanna see Peter Parker. I wanna see Peter Parker. And we see this Spider Man figure distant in an alley. And he turns around and he walks towards us. He pulls off the mask and it's big, beautiful, just the way you remember him, Andrew Garfield, and our Which, theater lit up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We, we lit up at, at Daredevil. We lit up at like Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Like everyone was going wild for everyone here. Uh, but yeah, Andrew Garfield was well out of the ones that every, everyone was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. The- this is where it started. We had like a couple scattered claps and woos like throughout the movie. But as soon as we see Andy, we are Going nuts off the chain. It's like such an emotional high. Oh, I've like so never good. felt before. It's when when he shows up, when when Toby shows up, when he saves MJ. And then at, finally at the end of the credits, when like it's going through all the cast names and the final person is and. Toby Maguire. Like those four moments are like That's the awesome. highest moments I've felt in a theater since Cap picked so up cool. Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I have to point out one thing. A little strange that 
Andrew Garfield Spider-Man took off his mask in front of people. I thought so. <laughs> I thought the same, I thought the same too. A uh, little bit like, whoa there, dude, hold your horses. How do you know that well, these guess... aren't evil magician villains? Like, you, you, you don't know. <laughs> but for, for sake of the movie, sure, I, I will allow yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, he's Ignacio, there. He's confused. What did you think of all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Oh, I loved it. Uh, when he first opens up the portal, and yeah, he says, "I want to see Peter," and we get the shot of the alley. I think the shot of the alley was a bit weird. It looked a bit weird to me, to uh, to the point that I wasn't sure as to what was going on when I first saw it. But then, yeah, it was clear that hey, that's not our Peter. That's uh. And a different Spider-Man, and they, yeah, when he comes in, he takes off the mask, and it is Andrew Garfield, and uh, it was wild. Uh, everyone cheered on, so good. on my side too. Yeah, and then I, we get uh, the same thing of I want to, I gotta try again. <laughs> I How many Peter, Peter Parkers can there be if and I try a second see, time? Surely I'll get my Peter. Yeah, and then we see Toby just sitting. I, I think that that's how it's in. So chill. I was like, huh? What? There's so much Toby McGuire's Park here. That how did you? Huh? What's, I, what's happening? <laughs> I love him. That's what's so endearing to be about Toby McGuire is that he is like the biggest, most earnest, honest eyes. He's just like this completely she guileless, sure like a... pure <laughs> human being, beyond human even, and he's like such. Mm -hmm. So I, I just have to say the way that yeah. <laughs> Eric Voss described them in the new Rockstars like Easter egg uh, mm -hmm. video that they made was perfect. He 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 said like Toby is the like pre mistake ap apologetic like just doesn't want to harm yeah. anything and it's just yes. like will say sorry before he does something. But Andrew mm -hmm. Andrew G G G Garfield is the one that will apologize like after he's the he's the post mistake it's like he knocks yeah. something down and it's just like oh god i'm so, I'm so sorry like I, I didn't mean to yeah and he like it just he nailed it with that so. they, <laughs> they both nailed it of course like yeah. given the time since their respective <sighs> films toby clearly has aged a lot more he feels like a little bit further distanced from being peter parker whereas andrew garfield looks basically the same as you remember yeah. him he's got no. the benefit of time there but yeah i love I, and he shows up in like normal clothes and then andrew garfield's like you you what are you what are you gonna go into battle dress like a cool youth pastor he's like not and he just pulls <laughs> yeah. down his t-shirt collar to say like i got i got the suit with me like i got up yeah. me on all times who do you take me for i'm you another peter parker <laughs> yeah and i i, I love uh Andrew Garfield's whole uh, interaction with Ned and MJ, because yeah. it, it shows you the kind of Peter that Ned's he was mom, versus or it, it, Ned's grandma, grandma. Or whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. He, mm. Well, then starting with MJ not trusting that he is also Peter Parker, where she throws him the uh, the bread oh and God, oh, you you don't have the uh, the Peter tingle or the sense. Yes, I do. I, it doesn't work for bread. <laughs> he knew exactly what Peter t t Tingle was referring to. Oh and not my like, god! A what a, a a Peter Tingle? Like he, he yeah. knew exactly. He gets it, yeah, he knew exactly. Yeah. We're not going to waste time on this. And this then he just jumping so and, and grabbing on, onto the ceiling and uh, 
crawl around a spider web up in the yeah. corner and all I want to shout just out. wave its hand around. God, Another so one of the funny. funniest jokes in this movie, and I forget exactly where it is, so I want to mention it now in case I've already Go missed it. it. It's it's one of the scenes where the villains are commiserating with each other and asking each other, like, hey, what's your full backstory? And I think Sandman is talking yeah. about how he like fell into heels. like yeah. a yeah, yeah, like he fell into a nuclear reactor and like with a you know outside with all the sand and he became Sandman and Electro's like, yeah, I fell into a vat of electric eels. And then Jamie Foxx with perfect like Oscar winning seriousness, just completely deadpan says, I guess you got to be careful where you fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a delightful, loving homage to not just these movies or Spider-Man as a whole, but all just of comic bookdom of just general. Yeah. falling into vats. Golden yeah. Age co- comics, especially, just like he fell into an atomic vat of right. acid and he became it's the su- Joker. And it's yeah. such a thing for yeah for for v- Marvel and for DC. Yeah, it's such a trope for super villains overall. I thought yeah, I really it, like that nod to it. So good because that's one of the things that we mentioned when we did mm. the 100th of uh, for uh, the review show. We did. Let's, yes. we, we were like, let's watch our favorite superhero movies. No, no, no. Specifically, it was not our favorites. We were both making the argument for what we think is the, the best, best superhero yeah. movie. And yeah, mine was Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. I picked uh, Winter Soldier. Um, but one of the things that I think a lot of that a lot of people don't realize about the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man films is that these are excellent callbacks to like the golden and silver age comics. Like it's it's like line for line, just the way they deliver this like cheesiness. Like it's just it's exactly what those older comics are like. Uh, like to a T and it's great because of that. Um, are you in like a more or are you take, out? It's you who's out, Gobby out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. It, like just, but for a more modern t- 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 take, I, I think p- p- people look at those and are like, they're cheesy. They're weird. They look like they're oh. like sets of a play. Like it just, yeah, it like it doesn't fit, but for that specific take, it's yes. perfect. And I, I think that like this l- l- line that you may mention of, of just like, well, I guess you need to be ca- careful where you f- fall is one, a great joke. It's gr- a great delivery. It fits in this like modern MCU take, but it makes f- 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 fun of like what these old co- comics and these old movies just absolutely nailed. Uh, and it's just it's it's so good perfect good mm-hmm. good g- great mm-hmm. stuff so but after uh, yes. after andrew and and toby are are here in the universe ned and mj uh well they, they they're trying to find peter they don't know where he is and the other peters mention a special place in new york city where they would go when they wanted to just be alone with themselves it, you know, Andrew is the Chrysler building. Toby is the Empire State building. And they're like, well, where would your Peter go? What's his favorite New York City landmark? And they're like, no, we know where it is. And it's Wait. the roof of their high school where we saw the three of them hanging out at the beginning of the movie. Where Peter's like, 
MJ, can we just skip class and stay up here and we yeah. just be alone and nobody will bother us? Uh, before that, when, uh, yeah, like you were saying, when they are talking about uh, that special place, it gives us the first glimpse of their interaction between these characters where you get Toby saying, for me, it's the Empire State yes. Building. And, and Andrew's like, oh, well, for me, it's the Chrysler Building. Better view. Yeah. Yeah. Toby says, yeah. <laughs> Another thing, like they worked on what are the relationships between these villains who are all meeting each other for the first time. And, you know, it's not just we're getting Toby and, and Andrew here in the MCU together with Tom. They've never encountered each other. What do they say to each other outside of Tom altogether? But Ned and MJ go find Peter on the roof of the high school after May has died. They hold him, they comfort him, and they're like, we brought someone we brought some other people here peter and they're people we really think you're gonna want to meet and we look up there to the rotunda of the high school and there's like there are two other spideys and we get three spideys together for the first time and this scene i I was just saying this is the scene that broke yes when peter is sitting up there on that ledge and uh mj mj and ned just go and hug him and he breaks this was the moment i was just like good thing i have a mask on and no one can see and we're all (laughs) crying at the same time no Uh, it's hard it's hard to cry with a mask on I don't have God. enough like cheap drying room without yeah. taking it off. It was very damp for a while. For me, it was what I, I watched into the Spider-Verse again earlier this week to kind of prep for this. And I really like that these two movies are taking similar approaches to let's throw a bunch of Spider-Man characters together, throw a bunch of villains together. You're encountering yourself from different universes. It's that same basic approach, but they've got such different, uh, um, different takes on it for, for completely different mediums, different universes, different contexts. But this is such an excellent complement to the scene and into the Spider-Verse just after Uncle Aaron has died and all these other spiders are telling Miles like, I lost my uncle Ben. I lost my uncle Benjamin. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I lost my best friend Peter Parker. Even Peter Porker. We don't know who he lost, but even him is like Peter Miles. Sometimes you you try and you, you just can't save everybody. I love that this movie had that same emotional beat, carried it off just as successfully. I don't, it felt like it was meant to be complementary to that scene and into the Spider Verse. And the scene that really got me is when Peter's saying, you know, before she died, Aunt May told me that with great power, there must come. And then Toby says, great responsibility. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have I, so many little moments like that where they, they give to- Toby or Anjajajajajajaru some kind of redeeming scene where they can say something and they're they're just like dude i i know like i like i've i've been there so yeah, yeah. now so you were about to say, say something no and here we get another example of them adding to the previous movies where you get uh in this scene in this moment uh andrew says yeah after i lost gwen i stopped pulling punches yeah and this is something that you didn't see in the movie but it is a reaction that you would expect from that uh, is something that added to 
his character. And something I want to point out is it feels a bit weird how even given the opportunity, they do not mention Ben being someone in, yeah. in the MCU where they both talk about their Uncle Ben's and I was expecting Peter to at least mention something about his Uncle Ben dying or something happened to him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, it just never comes up. I'm wondering if in the MCU, Uncle Ben died when Peter was like really young and like just doesn't have as much of a memory of of him like he knew yeah. like he was like i, don't I know. liked him like i knew that but like that's that is maybe the only explanation that i can think of of just like he was here he knows him but just like maybe doesn't have that same connection um, i don't know maybe yeah. to him because you, you kind of got the hint on homecoming that uh he, or not even homecoming in civil war that his death might have been what pushed him to be Spider-Man when he tells uh, Tony about... Uh, he might have even said that something happened. But he, he gives him the whole, hey, when uh, bad things happen and you do not do it, something, it's on you. Yeah. And then he also mentions that he, the reason that he cannot tell May is because May has already been through a lot. And I, that feels yeah. more of a something recently happened more than... Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I'd I'd have to rewatch yeah. Civil War to track if there is any sort of a, a, a an allusion to the classic Uncle Ben death, or maybe the fact that it hasn't been brought up that much is maybe he died from something, some normal mortal concern, and nothing super heroically related. Maybe he just got sick or was hit by a car or something, and like. May's death you know, and the death of, of Tony Stark also his other parental figure those are like the real intense tragic I'm, a, I'm supposed to be a hero I could have done something moments for this Peter Parker yeah indeed, yep. indeed. man all three Spider-Men together <sighs> yeah <Now>? what, what <laughs> fucking amazing is that <laughs> It's so special, and I love that it's special to them. I love the scene later where Andrew's like, I always wanted brothers. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah. Even if he is the dark, if he has gone dark in his own timeline, I like that there is still this brightness to him that when you put him in another situation, when you put him with people who he can really open up with and relate to because there are other versions of him, he is such a such a friendly, warm, loving guy. Uh, I really like the choice that these Peter Parkers from other universes have been through the amount of time since we last saw them as audience members. And we know that Andrew's Peter Parker got dark in ways like we don't know for sure, just that he became a more violent superhero. That's I mean, that's bad, um, but that's narratively very exciting. And to learn that uh, Toby Peter Parker did work things out with Mary Jane. They're together. They've worked out some sort of life where he is Spider-Man yeah. and he is her husband or whatever. Yeah. I, th I thought it was very sweet to hear that update. I was invested in that. I'm happy that the movie knew we would be invested in that. We would want to know if him and Mary Jane work things out. Absolutely. 
uh so yeah the there is that detail that anjaru stops pulling punches but i i kind of want to point out it's unclear what exactly he means by that or or how long he did that yeah Yeah. um because i like in in the original comics when gwen stacy dies uh peter goes into a rage he is fucking pissed uh and uh that is the like the what he he then goes to hunt down Norman Osborn and he's about to k- 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 kill him and then that's where he jumps over the glider that stabs him in in there so we see we see like that fight scene that was in the comics in the Toby Maguire one but the rage that he could have been in was pr- 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 probably what we got in Andrew Garfield that we did not see there so yeah it might have been like dude for like a month i was just a fucking mess yeah you know beat some people up more than i should should have and stuff like that it could also mean maybe he killed some people we don't know but i think I, i i think with how like if if he was now a killer going into that portal and like not immediately like beating those like MJ and Ned up. Like I I think speaks to the fact that he got over it or learned Mm -hmm. to deal with it or something like somehow like he's back in a better place. Yes. Um, Like it did not last long there as if I've just got magicked into some alternate dimension and here's these like two people who seem to know something, it's just like, I, I need to beat you up for information. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is yes. a, the Peter who's been through dark times, but doesn't seem like he is currently in dark times. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We get, we get the scene uh, where all of them are being scientists in the school building after hours. I love to see these three boys just doing science together. Yeah. People forget yeah. that Spider-Man is fucking smart. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's up there. Like, he's really he, smart. And here is the requisite conversation about how Toby has bio, bio webs in his body and yeah. the other two had to make their own webs. Yeah, I'd like that. They did address that and uh, how how do you do it? I don't know how how do I do it? It just happens. Does I it come out of anywhere it. else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned asking like other Peters, like, who's your best friend? And he's like, Oh, my best friend. He died in my arms after he tried to kill me. Right. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Also the uh, at some point, they divide themselves the who they are going to work on a queue for, and then of course Andrew says like, "Hey, I got the laser because I already fixed him once." But then you get Toby mm-hmm. talking about how, "Yeah, I'm gonna work on Osborne because that's something that I have been thinking about for a while." And that's another thing that adds to the character from, yeah. that, from the universe of him still thinking about what happened and right. how he could have saved him. And then you get the, Absolutely. the of course the awesome uh, scene with Ned calling out for Peter, and then they all yes! say, "No, I'm I'm talking about Peter. Yeah, we're all Peter. No, Parker. Yeah, we're all Parker. Peter Parker." 
god it had to happen yeah. the the like spider-man yeah. me but like wait, wait, wait huh? it, hit, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> we're all the yeah, same this, this whole scene is great how they I, all vibe with each other I, I, I also would have laughed really hard if they like tried to come up with c code names of, 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 of just like, well, we need to give you some other kind of normal name. Like I'm Peter. I don't know. You can be Toby or you can be Andrew. Like if they had done something we'll start like with, that, yeah, I would, I we'll go down like, the alphabet. Uh, a for <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> yeah it's like no 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 we're not g g g g g going alphabetical right like if they had no. done yeah. something like that i thought that would have been fantastic but they did not it was just peter no, just... one two and three <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so they they work on all of their devices to cure them and and, and fix all of these villains uh they get that all situated and they come up with a plan uh, mm -hmm. Kind of. Mm -hmm. um, they they know that the showdown is gonna happen at the new Statue of Liberty, Wait. which is just well, the they do not know that they they peak it. They right, yeah. they are the ones still calling them out. And uh, here we get a, a great scene with Peter calling up uh, the Daily Bugle oh, to yeah. JJ, and then uh, yeah, him basically calling out all the villains. And I love mm -hmm. how it ends with <laughs> Jameson basically saying what it is very true, how they once again they are going to destroy another monument. Yeah. I like how, how he calls it out that uh, they are going to destroy it because Why it is true. Why does hate monuments? That's what I want to know. It is true. They are bringing the fight to the Statue of Liberty. They are making it that, as that, uh, yeah. so that it is going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wish there would have been a scene where, where Toby Peter comments on, oh, you've got a J. Jonah Jameson also. Yeah, I was also expecting that. Right, yeah. It's like, he looks just like mine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, which is, is also an interesting thing to note, too, that, yeah, J. Jonah J. Jameson is in there before the spell. And yes. Not, so keep yeah, that it's in mind, too. He is a constant throughout the universe. Yeah. Field. Everyone's got him. We're, yeah, we, we're in space, we, and there's one there too. There's just one on yeah. Contraxia, and we never see what uh, uh, Andrew's JJ looks like. We know that he's there, but we never see him. He could very well be uh, the same. Yeah, this movie does a good job of commenting on the absences in everyone's narratives, like how Andrew's movies never got to any sort of a Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> he was Gwen Stacy only, and I yeah. love that this movie makes such a point of the previous two Peters were solo heroes. They never had any, except for like one busload of, of New Yorkers who tried to stand up to Doc Ock. They've never had anybody on their side. They've had to work alone. They had New York, this, New York on their side. Yeah. He yeah, was with one of us. He went with, with all of right, us. Right, except for civic pride as a whole. They haven't had another superhero colleague. That they yeah. could work together with, <laughs> but but Tom has. He's like, I've been the Avengers, and they're like, hey guys, awesome. I don't want to brag, but I was part of the Avengers. Cool. <laughs> so is that a, a rock band or a, is that a band? <laughs> You're in a band? band. Yeah, they don't. They they haven't had anything like that. I was wondering if they were going to take this opportunity to sort of while we're imagining things that have happened to these characters since we last saw them, if we were going to project like, oh, like there's 
a Captain America in my universe, but we never got any other superhero type of characters. Like they were going to sort of retcon or imagine anything that's happened in the interim. No, there's they're just how we left him. Like, nope, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who does any New York saving. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they. I just, once again, I love their whole interaction. I, I love how much they vibe with each other. And that's because they are all the same person. So, of course, you, yeah. you vibe so much with yourself. Uh, like that scene with, between Toby and Andrew, where Toby just mentions how he, his back hurts and Andrew just. You want me to crack it up? Oh, yeah. I love that. And And then when they start talking about uh, their villains, what villains they... they, What are the craziest villains you've encountered? Oh, I just fought a ghoul that came from space. Oh, I fought aliens that were in space. Oh, man, I'm feeling so... so (laughs) Later here because... Russian guy in a rhino suit. Russian guy in a rhino suit. Another one of my favorite jokes is Andrew going like, oh, I want fight an alien <laughs> yeah and then he andrew just being like so down on himself like oh i'm the lamest one and then just put him out and said no you're not lame you're great you are amazing listening yeah. to me you are the amazing spider-man yeah Absolutely. So yeah, they they meet all of the villains at the Statue of Liberty, uh, and they try to start fighting them and curing them with all of their stuff. But like you mentioned that two of these Spider-Men are not used to working on a team. Uh, It doesn't really work. They're not really getting anywhere. Uh, so, uh, the MCU Peter, I was about to say, our Peter, but they're really they're all, all our Peters. Peters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to have a locket with three photos in it. Um, he, he's like, Hey, I know how, how to work on a t- 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 team. So let's focus on one of them, uh, for now, just follow my lead, all of that stuff. And one by one, they start curing them. Um, and this is a, a big fight is all ensuing. Statue of Liberty is getting blown up. Uh, so unfortunately, Yelena, who is in New, yeah. New York uh, at this time, wanting to go see the Statue of Liberty, according yeah, no. to episode five of Hawkeye, uh, now won't get to go see it. So yep. that no. sucks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, they start... Uh, curing all of the villains uh we would see mj and ned uh they open up a portal to kind of see what's going on and do, do, do to grab the that stuff grab the cube that they use as bait yeah mm-hmm. the plan and, was uh, then throwing tossing the cube to them and then they would close close the portal so as to keep it safe but that part goes wrong yep and they can't figure out how to cl- close it uh, so there's a small scene where Lizard ends up going in the portal and smashing up the the school that they're they're in there, and then they come back out. Doctor Strange finally shows up, and uh, we end up seeing a pumpkin bomb <coughs> getting stuck inside the box that will Ooh. send everyone back. Well, uh, but before that, uh, we should talk about the the moments. That they get curing each other. Mm-hmm. You get at first they cure the lizard, which 
The Lizard and Sandman, those scenes look a bit weird, and it is because they reused footage from the, from the other movies. Oh. So the, the whole inclusion was very weird, but then you get, uh, you get Doc Ock coming up, uh, getting there because he was cute and uh, he mm-hmm. didn't go back to being bad, and he helps him out, stopping Electro, and you get the scene between Electro and Andrew about him. <laughs> About him finally seeing who Peter Parker is, which again adds to the plot hole. But then you get the scene between Tobey Maguire and Doc Ogg about uh, yeah. when he, because Doc Ogg grabs the arc reactor from Electron, he has it. And then you get the, the callback to the other line the power of the sun in the palm of in my hand. Palm of my hand. And then you get him and Peter and him seeing Peter all grown up and Peter getting to talk to him, knowing that his Doc Ogg died out while. A while ago, Aww. and while that's happening, you get the score from the Toby movies, which adds to that scene. And uh, that whole scene is very emotional. It is very well done. It, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get uh, a, a, when Doctor Strange comes in and he he learns that Ned has been opening up portals, and he's like, "You open them, yeah? Huh. Just because like, of the whole match cancer thing." Yeah. And then there's the bit where like Ned falls or like a super villain tries to push him the off the tower. And Kate, yeah. Yes, I want Sorcerer Ned. I think that's such Thank a you, great Mr. avenue for this character to take. And of course, Guys, if he if he becomes Senior Magico, I uh, <laughs> which that that needs to it still needs to be Luis Guzman because that it it's meant mm. to be him just like Samuel L. Jackson was is meant to be Nick F- yeah. Fury. But if if Ned kind of ends up becoming Senor Magico, I'd kind of be o- o- okay with that. Uh, that'd be really funny. I really hope we get Magic Ned out of this. It's such a nice <laughs> m- matchup. And then of course, MJ falling. Uh, Tom Peter trying to catch her he gets knocked away by a goblin glider and Andrew Peter's like this is my chance Uh, this is the scene I've been replaying in my head hundreds of times I can do this and he catches her and our uh, our audience just erupts in applause (laughs) and like and then when they land and he's like are you okay and he's crying and she's like I'm fine are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. She, she, she doesn't understand, but he understands yeah. and we understand. I'm just like, yeah, oh, so this happy. is the scene that when I think back to it in the like less than 48 hours since I saw this movie, I tear up thinking about this scene where he, this character in this like from the least popular Spider-Man movie, the movie still knows we want to see that redeemed. We need to see this character get that moment for himself. I'm so happy there was time yeah. for that. Yeah. As as blo- as bloated as that second amazing Spider-Man movie was, the chemistry between Andrew Garfield yes. and Emma Stone is so good, and it's spot on. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, like you said, we like we need that moment redeemed. Like he, like he needs he needs to save her, and that mm-hmm. that was a good call. He, and like happened. this is something I and many other people called the second you see the shot of MJ falling in the trailer. We're like, 
Andrew has to be here. Like this alone almost confirms it. He's going to be there to save her. Absolutely. Absolutely. All great moments. I just God, I, I, I love the fact that, yeah, like Dr. Strange shows up and he's like, all right, let's hit the button. And they're just like, no, no, no it's working. It's actually working. Like he's saving. Yeah. Them. And he's just like, huh? OK, good. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> like, wow, I under- yeah. underestimated you. Yeah. 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 Um, but like I mentioned, we do see a pumpkin bomb get stuck inside uh, this boximus dichotomous whatever the fuck they call it i don't know yeah. um uh but yeah it ends up blowing up and so there is no like real way to send them back home and as a result the spell explodes it destabilizes everything the universe starts tearing yeah. apart uh in a way that makes it look like the back ground is just like a yes. big canvas or some, some i love some this like... detail yeah. it's not like these cracks are in the sky like over the new york skyline they are through the skyline like everything that isn't the, the uh, statues that, that the characters are standing on has giant jim carrey movie where his whole life is a TV the truman show, show. Yeah, it kind of reminds me yeah. of that, where it just like all yes. of a sudden, like reality is not what you think it is. And it's just like, what is going on here? This is wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in, in these tears in reality, we start to see these like glowing figures of other Spider-Man villains or people who might know who Spider-Man is. Like, I think we see Scorpion in there. We see you see Brian. Yeah, we right. see mm-hmm. I know um, stuff like that, where it's just like in other universes, there are other people that know who that Peter P- P- Parker is Spider-Man and they could be coming through too. And Dr. Strange is out there like sh- shutting all of these things d- d- down as much as he can, but it's overwhelming and he can't do it. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, you have a. Uh, you have Peter, our Peter, Peter one fighting once again the goblin and him just going off fighting him at so so much raging brutal he isn't pulling any punches and it is once again another great fight scene between these two characters and uh you have you get a lot of great moves and then it ends with peter almost killing norman Mm -hmm. he almost kills him he grabs the glider and he's about to stop and then who would come in and stop him but Toby Maguire with that face of his? They see that that you can't say no to that face. face. <laughs> <laughs> with those eyes just looking at him, not saying anything, just looking at him. Yeah, he, he, he is the like older, more mature, wiser, more like... More even-tempered Spider-Man. Yeah. He, like he, 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 he knows. He's, he's like, I, I have to stop him. You can't do, do this because this, like, you, like once you c- c- cross that line, like, you're not gonna be who you are. Um, mm-hmm. but, and but then yeah, he, Green Goblin he saves him and stops him. And then, and then Green Goblin uh, just comes from the back and stops him. 
Oh, yeah. that was that was scary. And I'm happy yeah. that at the end of the day, he was just injured and just has to limp around with his arm around Andrew Garfield's like, shoulders. I was so scared they were going to like kill Toby Maguire, Peter oh. Parker. Like, what is this for? Why? Why, yeah. why, leave Mary, why leave Mary Jane alone in her universe? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that was a scary moment because at at that moment in time, we still don't know how the problem is going to be solved exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they end up uh, curing Green Goblin, um, and they we we see uh, and and Juru and Toby Peter getting up and starting to limp off. Uh, and and stuff like that. MJ, MJ and Ned are right there being like, is everyone okay? All of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, MCU, Peter goes up to Dr. Shari and she's like, I think I know what we need to do. He says, we need to do the spell once again. We need to make sure everyone forgets that, uh, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because if we do that, then none of these p- people will have known that I was Spider-Man, which means that they wouldn't have come here in the first place. So yeah. we just need to undo all of that. Control the only way that do- Z. <laughs> yeah, the only way to do it is to not just erase the knowledge that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but the knowledge that Peter Parker is. He just is a man. Right. Yeah. 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 Let's just yeah. let's just let's just erase all existence of Peter Parker. Uh, here um so yeah from that's... everybody including dr strange himself everyone right? yeah. yeah do you get that that line uh, which is saying everyone that loves you will forget uh everyone that loves you will forget we'll all forget and he, he includes himself and uh everyone yeah. that loves you yeah. I, I appreciate that these characters have not spent a lot of time together but you think back to infinity war and i think the time they have spent together was significant Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And something that hit me is something I thought was kind of funny at first. And then at the end, I thought was very touching, even though I don't know if it was supposed to be. When Dr. Strange says, OK, you know what the spell is going to do, right? Peter says, I know. Do it. And I thought of Emperor Palpatine. And then at the end of the movie, that is, that's one of the few keepsakes from his life he has is the little Lego Emperor Palpatine from the and Lego Death Ned Star had, him yeah. and Ned were building. I don't know if that was on purpose, but if it was, then what a beautiful connection. Back. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dr. Strange is like, all right, like, here, here we go. And he does the spell. Um, he says he's like, hey. he yeah, he's like, hey, you should go say your your final goodbyes. Uh, there's a big group hug of all the Spider Men. Oh, uh, they are so good, touching. good touching yeah. moment. Yeah, uh, he gets to say goodbye to Ned and MJ, uh, to which MJ confesses her love for him. They kiss, but she does not allow him to say it back. Once he explains what's gonna happened she's like hey come find me he's like yes i will find you uh yeah and uh, the, the plan tell is that to, to me the next time you yeah. can see me she's yeah. like no i'll hear it next time like i know you will find a way out of this yeah we'll figure it out yeah uh 
so yeah, it's this like bittersweet ending where he's helped all of these people. He's getting them back to their original universes, but they also won't know who Peter Parker is. Like, I, I guess in a weird way, it also affects these other universes. So I don't, uh, I don't think that's how. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily what you should take out of it. There's, there's a, a lot to question is, I, I about think, the yeah. nature of this spell. At the end of the movie, it does seem like Peter Parker like doesn't exist. It's not like nobody remembers him, but it's like he no longer has like a high school record. Like maybe on paper, right. he's a non-existent human. Yeah, the, she says this, like, it's oh, like you never existed. And it yeah. well, it also opened for me. The thing I've been wondering is, does this only affect humans? And human constructs like the uh, social security database or whatever. Would non-human characters remember him on the opposite end of the galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if Vision had all his memories, you know, if White Vision recovers all of Vision's memories, does he remember Peter Parker? Or on the opposite end of the galaxy, do like Drax and Mantis remember Peter Parker? Does the has the Watcher's knowledge of Peter Parker remained entirely the same from beginning to end? Yeah. What's Kang? Does Kang know Peter Parker is? Does Flash still have a book? Yeah. Is Flashpoint still a thing? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I I had conflicting thoughts about uh, the this whole thing of everyone forgetting who he is. Because on, on one hand, that is very Spider-Man, Peter Parker, how he just never seems to get a happy ending. It, right. It's always a hard life for him. But on the other hand, to me, it feels like a way for them to easily just stop with the MCU Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad that Spider-Man still exists there, that they had the confirmation, but it feels like it is too good of a cop out for them to to get him out of there. Well, we we know that there will be more. Uh, like they are planning on it, and well, like they uh, he's not he's not they, out of the MCU yet. They have been going uh, back and forth as to the if it, if it is true. She Amy Pascal had that one quote, but then she had to walk it back a bit, and then and then. Uh, Tom Holland also said that he he was planning on retiring and how he doesn't see himself playing Spider-Man for that much more. He he said he wants to take a break, yeah, to focus on mm-hmm. family and st- and stuff like that. But yeah, I I'm I'm pretty sure there will be more Spider-Man movies. Uh, they there was a kind of a there well we we already know that miles exists in the mcu there's yes. been mention of 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 sure. him and then of course in this one they were like there has to be a universe where there's a black spot spider man yeah um so i i i think i think there will be a passing of the torch um mm-hmm. but i i i think yes we will see peter parker back every now and then and stuff like that at least one more Hopefully. movie to to yeah like get that love story with mj and deal with venom maybe as maybe mention here in and a also, second. Uh, how are they gonna address that in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness yeah he yeah, knows I'm that shit curious. happened but how yeah. much did he forget about it 
like the reason as to yeah. why. Yeah, because so well, so what I, is that I, pickup I, I going to be? A lot of our questions are stemming from we were expecting this film for like when that spell went wrong for the universe to break. Like the, the multiverse is now in full existence. Maybe we can match up the timeline with Loki and do all of that stuff. And it's all mm-hmm. taking place at the same time. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, we're expecting it to break. And then that's what Doctor Strange has to deal with. But it seems like they fixed it. And so now we're just like, well, what does this exactly mean? No. Like we're now back to... I, this, it's no. been patched up, but I think the right. universe, even if you clear up the immediate problem of there's a guy who's not supposed to be here, the pipe the is universe, leaking and there's duct tape on it. But right, the exactly. The universe <laughs> is full of stress fractures at this point. Yeah. It is about to absolutely snap in half. Yeah, I, but I think what, so too. What we got from the post-credits trailer for multiverse of madness is that it is a consequence of what happened in this movie mm-hmm. right. their yeah. whole trying to deal with the multiverse is stemming from how they mess with the multiverse and uh in this movie and i'm wondering how they are going to are they going to bring up the fact that he would have forgotten peter and so if that's true what is the reason he did it in the first place who knows who knows yeah um, that might be why he goes to Wanda to be like, hey, can you help me figure out what happened here and uh, how we can fix all of this stuff? Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that I think it's wild that the MCU has two Peters, Peter Parker and Peter Quill. And both of these characters have a love interest who now has no idea who they are. This is very yep. upsetting to me. Yep. Yep, poor Peter. Yep. <laughs> poor Peter. Yeah, so things kind of wrap up in the film. We see uh, Peter Parker g- going to visit MJ at her job. Uh, she is wearing that black Dahlia necklace that he gave her previously. So there's probably something deep down inside her that d- d- just has a feeling or an urge that d- who knows what. She's yearning or who knows what. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he he's doing his whole like, my name is Peter P- Parker and I used to be an addict and I have yeah, not been on like, <laughs> like he, he, he's doing that whole spiel, but he decides not to as he sees uh, M- MJ and Ned there and uh, just thinks like now's not the time. Like I, I, mm. I don't think this well, is he the best sees way that. to do it. Yeah. She like brushes her hair back from her forehead and he sees that she's got a band-aid there from this like scratch she got during the fight at the Statue of Liberty, which was a very minor scratch. Uh, but he looks at it and that is a symbol of all the harm that could come to Peter Parker's loved ones. Again, this has been the yeah. story for decades with Spider-Man. If anybody knew who he was, if he got close to people, they would be in danger. They'd be in far more danger than just you need a band-aid. And he decides not to reintroduce himself to her. He just takes his coffee and he leaves the donut shop. And he goes to his his sad little lonely apartment 
where he has to take the GED because there's no record of going to a very prestigious scientific high school. This yeah. movie is so, as much as it is, it's funny, it's touching, it's triumphant. It's so sad in a way I wasn't expecting. Like this movie is such concentrated Spider-Man energy. And that includes like this extra concentration of tragic Spider-Man energy. And this is something I, I always wrestle with, with this character that he's supposed to be this every man. Any one of us could be Peter Parker. All it takes is that spider bite. And then we are in his shoes. We are Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like the stand in for just average human being. And but the character is consistently held to such a standard that I don't know if a, a regular person is supposed to go to the lengths that Peter Parker goes to. We're like in Spider-Man 2 where he's like, I feel like I'm always fighting crime. I need one night off to go see Mary Jane's play. My best friend, Mary Jane. I'm going to go support her. And the universe is like, ah, ah, ah. No, you don't, Peter. Back to work being a superhero, Peter. The universe loves to drag Peter and Spider-Man through yeah. the mud. Like, that's that's just yeah. him. That like it I'm, just, I'm, it sucks, I'm aware but, of like, it. That's it. <laughs> but I also worry about like Peter Parker as the as the relation point for the average human being. And I know that when I'm working myself hard, Spider-Man 2 is what I'm thinking of where the universe was like, go back to work, Peter. People are <laughs> counting on you. Nah. <laughs> and I'm and like, was- maybe one of these days we need to see a Peter Parker who gets a break. I feel like humanity as a whole needs to see that for ourselves to feel as though we also can have breaks. Yeah. Well, you say that, but now we have a Peter that in a position that he has never been on in the MCU. You have him, he doesn't have any Star Trek, he doesn't have the Avengers from what we know. He's just him himself. He has his sewing machine suit. Yeah, that he he made himself. He has that to basics. And he also you get the when he gets to the apartment, you have the 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 other person telling him, "Hey, it's seven hundred a month and and stuff like that." And so you from you get you get that he is in a place that uh, you saw, for example, Tobey Maguire being where he has to struggle. To balance the life of, yeah, I'm Spider-Man, but also I need to get a job. I need to pay for all these things. And I wouldn't be surprised if the next time we see him, he is a photographer working for the Daily Bugle. Because he needs a job. Because he doesn't have mm-hmm. he doesn't have Tony to give him a smart suit. Or he doesn't have May to go live with. Knows, yeah, yeah. I, I do like the opportunity to see this very... I don't know, so just scrappy, truly self-reliant Spider-Man. And I do kind of like that it is a new take on the character where instead of him having these relationships that he's like on the fence about, like, I talk to Mary Jane sometimes, but really I, I shouldn't see her because then what if a villain recognizes me and sees me with her and then he goes after her and do what? I, somebody found out Aunt May is my aunt and then they attacked her. Now we've got a Peter who has no one. Like, not no single person he could reach out to. He's going to be completely alone. So instead of having these relationships that he angsts about, that he wavers about, he just has none, which is narratively new. And I like that, but Mm -hmm. also 
so sad. So such a melancholy, desolate place to put a hero in. Absolutely. Let's Uh, talk about the end credit scenes. Wait, uh, Mm. I was gonna say uh, he doesn't even have happy. No, not none. Zero people. Uh, You get that scene with him. No, happy hog. Uh, you get that that scene between him and Happy at the at May's grave, and you get the the line from from the grave where it, it's something like, "If you help one person, you help the whole world," or something like that. Mm-hmm. You get the interaction between those two, and you you do have that. I don't know that out if you can can call it that of Happy knows Spider Man. He yeah, has worked with Spider Man, so. Least you have that, yeah. But well, uh, Spider Man still exists. He can still go talk to them in his outfit and be like, "Hey, I'm Spider Man." They'd be like, "Yes, I know." <laughs> and they'll be they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you helped save the world from Thanos and all of that stuff." But they, no. yeah, they did. If he were to take off his mask and be like, "I'm Peter Parker," they'd be, "Huh? Who? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, you kid. Yeah, yeah, go away." Um, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. And then you, you get you get the end scene of him listening at the uh, at the police radio and going with his new headmate suit, swinging around New York, and that's when he hit me. <laughs> this is happening at the same time as Hawkeye because you get the uh, I think it is uh, I think what they show is the Rockefeller Center, which yep. is mm. also gonna be in Hawkeye. He's swinging yep. around by it. That's when it hit me. Exactly. Like yeah, it's happening at the same time. Absolutely, it's kind of wild. But yes, end credit scenes. End credit scene number one, we get Eddie Brock from Venom chilling out in San Francisco at a bar. (laughs) I went out to the drive-in by myself to see Venom Let There Be Carnage. One, because I thought it looked fun, and it was fun. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. But also primarily... What are you talking about? Don't shake your head at me. Venom, yeah, let it there wasn't be... fun. It wasn't fun. Venom, let there be carnage. It's such a romp. There's glow sticks in it. Does it make it good? Does it make it fun? I, I enjoyed it. If you if you it saw happened. Venom, let there be carnage, and you were and you regretted it, I will pay for your ticket money. I. <laughs> I went to please no. stop. Sh- no, what do you want me to do? I like You're the movie. I'm sorry. So people didn't like it. I'll yeah. turn in my podcaster badge. I'll go live alone like Peter Parker. No, I, I, I need help. Please don't. I, I went to see it. Like, I have to see this as soon as it happens because of the possibility yeah. of I heard the rumors of post credit scene linking it in some way to the MCU. Like, I, I keep track of that. I try and stay on top of MCU and tangential MCU associations. They so went to see it, and I was yelling alone in my car at the scene at the end of the movie where Eddie is talking to Venom, and Venom's like, I'm part of a billions of years old hive mind that knows everything universal hive mind yes yes which is why he gets pulled into this universe because eddie himself doesn't really know it but venom knows that all venom out there knows that peter parker is spider-man that's how he gets into this 
by this post credit scene at the end of No Way Home, I'd forgotten. Like, so much was going on, I'd forgotten this was even a possibility. Uh, and I love that Eddie Brock was here the whole time, but he was so lost. He spent the entire time playing catch up. He's been doing that for like two days, sitting there drunk Getting at a bar. Drunk. Like, yeah, what? What is a Hulk? What half of everybody disappeared? He's not gotten to the place where he feels like he can do anything. He's a non-player. Yeah. Yeah, and he he ends up uh, once Doctor Strange does the spell to make everyone forget. Uh, so this kind of answers your question, Melissa, that yes, aliens are affected by this thing. Because um, that's why he disappears then. Um, but there is a small bit of the symbiote yeah. that stays so behind, maybe it doesn't. which is interesting. So maybe it doesn't. So yeah, right. Maybe like maybe like, like all I, the I parts, just... all the parts of Venom that are part of Eddie Brock's physical human body have to go back to its universe. But this little separate bit of goo that's one hundred percent alien that stays here. No. Yeah, it's unclear. It's weird. It's, it's I don't know exactly how that works, but yes, it is now we have the possibility that someone will become Venom in the MCU. Uh, it, it could be someone who looks exactly like Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, it could be I, Flash Thompson, right? Who knows? I didn't like this. I didn't. I not a fan. Like, like I like I said, I didn't like Let It Be Carnage, but I also want to watch it because of the whole, oh, there's a scene that uh, changes everything, blows their mind or whatever, that it, it is a very significant scene of him going into the MCU and then for them to treat it as nothing, it came yeah. and went. That you leave the, that scene thinking, oh my god, Venom is in the MCU? Oh my god. And then you get here and, no, no. he's gone. He, he just came and went, uh, and uh, even though, like I said, I, I'm not a fan of those movies, I'm a sucker for uh, crossovers. I would have liked to see them do something right. together, but no, he just, it was just, they put that scene in there just so that we could have gotten this. Yeah, for this, it, that's why they, it, they put that, that little scene. My problem with this is that both of these scenes happen in end credits stuff, right? If mm -hmm. it's these end credits things, it almost feels like a waste, right? That like nothing happened. It's technically after the movie. So sure, there's the like two or three people that leave the theater that don't know that there's an end credits thing, which still baffles me. Uh, but it just just like it's it, they it, like in a weird way, it's almost missable, right? Of, of just like, well, yeah. if all of this is considered missable, then yeah, it, it was just a big waste. And it was just like, I, well, but at the same time, like, we now have a Venom symbiote in the yeah. MCU. So like, I... It does something. I don't know, like, it just, yeah. There, I there think is it's some funny. Excitement. I like the joke that the MCU is so convoluted that somebody would arrive from another alternate universe and would spend so much time figuring out what was going on that by the end of it they would have no time to actually be a superhero or super <laughs> and yeah. just the fact that this happens at all still delights me i'm still delighted by the novelty of 
This character was in one continuity. Now they're in another continuity. Even if it's for three minutes for what is, you know, a, a long distance set up for larger events and might be at, you know, immediately mostly a joke. I still dig it. I still think it's fun that people are still just able to make this happen. They're able to be friends and, and get along and, and play together like, yeah, we can put Venom in this. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah. We got room for Venom. You know, come on board, buddy. You're one of our, our Spider-Verse colleagues. Yeah. And also now we got this symbiote there, which I think gives you a lot of good... Um, there is a lot of good potential with it. Uh, I would like to see Tom Holland try to deal with the symbiote, and there is a slight chance that you could somehow involve the Fantastic Four, knowing that the director of the Spider-Man movies is going to be directing the Fantastic Four. So yes. it would be... It would be something great for them to do uh, involving them because it is something from the comics. I mean, read Richard's work on, on the symbiote. But it still bothers me that this is how we get the symbiote for uh, all that they know. It just comes out of nowhere. It, it has no real origin, no traceable origin because it comes from this other dimension that someone just dropped, dropped it and that's it. Uh, yeah, well, it would still, it would still be a part of this multiversal hive mind. So I think that maybe even suggests that there is like, I don't know the way to put this. It might sound dumb, but like either like a, a singular place where these uh, symbiotes are f from that exist at like as one place in all of the Ooh. multiverses or it is like a council somehow some way like a council of symbiotes i don't know i i'm just spouting nonsense but uh, yeah like more of th those symbiotes could be out there we just haven't dis discovered them yet yeah we're we're at the beginning of this this narrative and we don't know what it's going to turn into how it's going to loop back we still you know as you mentioned earlier with not knowing where morbius is we, we're still in the early stages of any of this larger connected Marvel, Sony, assorted Spider-Man and his friends content and like how the yeah. narrative's playing out, who's interacting with who, what the rules are, what the plans are. Going back to that Fantastic Four mention, that is something I was on alert for in this yeah. movie. Are we going to get an Easter egg now that, well, Far From Home had an Easter egg for the Fantastic Four. That was before it was announced that John Watts is going to be directing that movie. I was wondering if this movie would have a, a heavier nod towards the Fantastic Four now that we're further along in that journey. And right. I didn't see one. I didn't see one in the breakdowns. Maybe it's something subtler that people aren't finding yet. I don't know. There may be like, <clears throat> we don't know. We have no clues yet as to how we're going to get to Fantastic Four. Uh, and I'm excited. I got my eyes open. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so with the Morbius thing, here's the thing that is weird to me, mm. right? We thought that the universes were going to kind of be mashed together. Yeah. Oh, Venom is now going to be in the MCU, uh, which means, yeah, like the, the, all of this stuff is mixed m m mashed into one singular thing because in the trailer of Morbius, they mention that out in San Francisco, there is this thing called Venom. 
and he right. is like he's out there but we also see Oscorp. we also see uh the vulture tombs like, yeah like, which he's is very like, clearly so, the same one because he's in the same clothes right and so i don't i don't get is is this is is this just is this its own universe where it also just like it happens to be that the vulture is the same person in that universe mm. and tom hart who who knows but it, like i was so certain that they they were gonna just yeah mash them all because that just it makes things so much simpler they can just yeah, be the I same think, continuity and i think uh what happened at the end of this movie could very well lead to them forming uh, Sinister Six make more sense because now Tombs doesn't know Peter. He only knows Spider-Man and he probably holds a grudge against Spider-Man. That's so right. that makes it more valuable for him to actually go talk to other villains, talk to Scorpion and go seek out uh, Morbius so that he can have his revenge on, on Spider-Man. But yeah. once again, it is so weird as to where does Morbius exist? Because I thought February is when that one comes out. Because I also thought that they were going going to smash the universes together, because uh, that would make it Morbius makes more sense. You have uh, touchstones to the MCU, but also to Venom. You have the one poster that has the Tobey Maguire suit, right? Uh, And so, yeah, I thought that that's where they were going to go, but that's not where they went. Who knows? Oh, there's, so, who knows? Yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out. It's difficult for me to critique when I know so many pieces are missing. Maybe, like, I, they are going to lay everything out and it will make perfect sense and we just can't see it yet. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but end credit scene number two is actually more of a trailer. We've already kind yeah. of mentioned it. Uh, I haven't gotten our- one of this in a while. Yeah, I think the the last time was that we got a straight up trailer was Captain America: The First Avenger, where we got an Avengers trailer. Oh yeah, and then uh, was it Ant Man had a scene from Civil War, but that would be it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I forget what movie had the post credit scene that was just the Doctor Strange scene from Thor Ragnarok. Right. So they've done stuff kind of like this That's before. at the end of uh, Doctor Strange. At the okay. end of Doctor Strange, yeah, he, after that ends, he is like, yeah, now I'm the Sorcerer Supreme, so now I have to deal with people like you, and yeah, you see Thor there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get a trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is interesting. We now know that Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme Supreme. It is now Wong. Yeah. Um, we see the Sanctum Sanctorum being flooded with a bunch of water, uh, which might or may or may not be a callback to uh, those doors that you can set to like, that's how the blizzard got in. So maybe that's how the waters got in. We see, I don't know the name of that villain, but the like tentacle starfish looking thing. Yeah out there yeah, that creature mordo america chavez yeah we get to see him like I, yeah. I feel like i was the only one that reacted to america oh. chavez in the theater i was i, I, I like stood, stood, stood up i was like 
that's America Chavez. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is a character that I honestly don't know much about and don't really care for. But it's just the MCU is just so fucking cool that like, at yeah. a, like the first t- time that I get to see her on screen, I'm just like, <gasps> it's America Chavez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also get a strange walking up to Wanda and, and yeah. talking about Westview. He brings yep. up Westview, which once again, the MCU is so wild that now they can reference the TV shows. Yeah. They can reference well, stuff like that. Doctor Strange was supposed to originally make a cameo in WandaVision, but it just didn't work out. Um, and so, so yeah, he definitely knows about Westview, all of that stuff. I, I'm, I don't know if he's going to her for help or to confront her about something that's still happening. No, I think he, or... he says he needs her help. Okay. I think that's um, what he said. Well, yeah, I mean, he goes to see her. He goes to talk with her. It's unclear exactly where they are, if there's if she's still like out at that cabin that she's. Well, it looks maybe, at, like a different place. It does. But is 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 it a different place or has she magicked that like place mm. to be what she wants it to be? Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just happy that America Chavez. Yeah, I was just happy that. A trailer for a movie directed by Sam Raimi is included here in the Spider-Man yeah. package. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and also, then... one of... Go Sorry, ahead. go on. Go on. No, go ahead. I was just going to say... you're that... going the same way. I, yeah, I think the next kind of big thing is we see a second Doctor Strange, and he oh, is yeah! a, a darker version uh, and I, I know I, we, we don't know for sure, but I think a lot of us are pointing to what if of like, hey, mm-hmm. we already know a dark yeah. version of Dr. Strange. Uh, is this him? Maybe? Maybe not. Which is I don't know. also what, uh, what I thought of, but it wouldn't make sense seeing as the way where he ends up in what if he, he ends up not being bad and he ends up being the protector of the fight between Armin Sola and yeah and uh, Killmonger yeah um which I I know there were some people out there being like yeah well evil Dr. Strange like this guy maybe seems a little too evil or stuff like that based on one little line that he had in there that he, he said like things got out of hand which I don't necessarily think means he's evil but it could, but like yeah. it's it's just it's one of those things of like we don't have all the pieces yet. We don't know if this is no. the same Doctor Strange. It could yeah. be. It could very mm. well be. Um, but we're, yeah. we're just we're unsure. And watching all the trailers leading up to Spider Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange seemed so suspicious. And when you see him in this context, you're still uncertain about him. You're like. Maybe, you know, when we see him as the whole picture, we remember, oh, yeah, Doctor Strange just kind of is a jerk. (laughs) He's just kind of pretentious like this. Some of this could be innocuous. It's just him. But there is this odd energy around him. And I I look forward to this next movie, hopefully, explaining something if there is something to explain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We also get to see Baron Mordo, uh, who last we saw him was trying to kill off a bunch of wizards, a bunch of magic yozers. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, hopefully I think was... he doesn't get his eyes on Ned. Ned remains safe from Mordo's grasp. 
hopefully. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's him that delivers the line that, like, I, I think he says something along the lines of the greatest th- 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 threat to the multiverse is you, like speaking to Doctor Strange, uh, and stuff like that. So, whew, I'm excited. I'm excited for Doctor Strange too. Uh, I'm excited for wherever the MCU is going because yeah. it just it seems like it it's spreading out in like multiple yeah. different directions and I don't know how it's all going to come together what this next saga is gonna be right there's so many pieces on the board now we've got Kang we've got Kingpin we've got so we've got Cosmic we've got Street Level we've got Multiversal we're gonna got, yeah, we got the Marvels Avengers. coming next We've year, so we're gonna get Dark yeah, Avengers. Yeah, we're gonna get stuff that's like like a spacey, but not necessarily like magic, you know? Like there's so many different varieties of things that the world's going to start playing with now. Uh, to what ultimate end? Uh, I don't know. Right, yeah. Maybe it's on a smaller scale and we're not gonna have another end game type of, of thing again where it's like there's one one conflict that unites everything but i love the variety Mm -hmm. absolutely good stuff and how fucking cool is this movie (laughs) yeah i'm i'm so amazed we got here they pulled it off they pulled it off in a far beyond my expectations i i was expecting to see toby and andrew in this i was not expecting them to be in the movie for a lot of it the depth that this movie goes to how neatly it includes everything you wanted to see and spends enough time on it i'm very impressed by absolutely to be honest this movie could have been an hour longer and i would have happily just sat sat there like I, i i i want more like that's maybe my one thing that i wish was different about it i want there's certain moments that i wish had a little bit more room to breathe i think the death of aunt may uh Mm. like it would have been nice to have just a little bit more time right um even seeing andrew save mj mj like would it just been nice to have just a little bit more time to really reflect on the meaning of of that Mm -hmm. there but at the same time, like, it's just it's so expertly edited together and all of that stuff. That I'm just like, ah, like, God damn, they they did it like they made it <laughs> they work. They did it so yeah. good. The, the only thing that I wanted to see, I. I, I was sad that Aunt May died. I, I, she's yeah. a character I truly love and relate to. Kind of hoping we would get a funeral scene. Funeral, yeah. Not because I yeah. needed, not because I needed things to get more tragic, or that I felt like the narrative needed a funeral to also completely close the book on this. I just wanted to see Peter in an all black suit. He doesn't have to dance, but if he could just wear an all black suit for me as a treat, I was hoping to get that. But maybe it's coming <laughs> down the line. There may be lots of events where you'll need to wear an all black suit. Who knows? Or dance. I take the black suit and the dancing as separate incidents. They don't have to be together again. That I wanted a nod to that. Uh, and and there's the scene where we, we see MJ working in this donut shop. We see her boss just like briefly for a second yelling at her, like, I told you to take the Halloween decorations down. 
I thought for a second, we barely see this person. I thought we were going to cut over to them and it was going to be <laughs> Mr. Dickovitz in his right, new he's, incarnation he's, uh, as somebody else to yell yeah. at our protagonists. Yeah, or that he was the landlord of just being like, it's 700 yes. a month. Like, yeah. Fan favorite, Mr. Ditkovich and daughter Ditkovich. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, if not him, at least her. Like, have her be the landlord. Oh my god. I would How love would if another be? skinny girl with pigtails brought Peter some cookies. This Peter, he needs the cookies. He does. He does. Ignacio, final thoughts? I love this movie, and I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna go make my parents watch it. They have some catching up to to do on some stuff. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen What If yet. And I'm hoping we can find a way to rent Eternals before. I, I know it's on Disney Plus on uh, whatchamacallit, but hopefully there's a way to, like, rent it at, at, mm. at least. Who knows? We'll see. But, yeah. Hoping to enjoy this once again with my parents there so mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff well man we have been recording for two and a half hours yep uh longer than the length of the actual one. film almost we're eight minutes shy so we got uh eight yeah. minutes to spare here let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. uh no let's wrap things up let's do all of that stuff melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Ignacio, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. Cool. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, and if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we are doing here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, we have our Hawkeye finale reactions coming yeah. up. So be on the lookout for that. There is a small chance we might do a spoiler cast for the new uh, the new Matrix. Uh, if not, we will be covering it on the review show, uh, but we will be c- covering the entirety of the Matrix franchise uh, on on that. So it might not have its own special thing, but maybe. Who knows? We'll see. So it will be discussed. It will be discussed in some way, shape, or form here at the Whatnots. Uh, but yeah. This is almost it for the end of the year. Tomorrow we are recording our sixth year anniversary retrospective. I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, So we will see you all soon. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.